Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Tuesday. We're coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. On the show with me today, Brant Daughtry and Ryan Lavoy. We've got a fun one planned for you. We will celebrate our birthdays in sports on the program. We've got a new Sports Call Player of the Week on this Tuesday at 345. Justin Ferg from the Auburn Observer will stop by our studio today at 4 o'clock. He's got time to spend one full hour with us and then he'll head off and we'll have a nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. So a very full show here today on Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite as we get you set for Auburn men's basketball tomorrow taking on the uh, Ole Miss Rebels. Auburn softball has a road trip to Jacksonville State tomorrow and Auburn baseball back in action. They've got a midweek game tomorrow afternoon as well. So busy time for Auburn Athletics. We're still recapping to a certain degree all the events that transpired still over this past weekend for Auburn Athletics. But here on the Tiger Communications family of radio stations, we also want to make sure we give some love to our beloved Smith Station High School Panthers who concluded their basketball season earlier today. A tough loss in the Elite Eight of the 7A AHSAA playoffs by falling to Enterprise. Ryan Lavoy was on the broadcast with Bill Bailey and Brooks Childress. And again, thank you so much uh, to Smith Station. They thank us for being at their game. So we want to thank them for allowing us the opportunity to broadcast their basketball games. A very fun and a very exciting team. And that's where we're going to open up today's show on this Tuesday. So greetings, Ryan and Brant. And as I said, Ryan, you got to be there at Garrett Coliseum in Montgomery earlier today. Yeah, and obviously anytime your season ends, you're going to be disappointed no matter the form or fashion. And Look, when you're competing for a championship, only one team will win it. And every other team will have a disappointing end to their season in one way or another. Amen. And so when you when when the season concludes, you gotta look back on what you did well and what you succeeded in. And Smith Station had a lot of successes this year. They had a lot of firsts, winning an area championship, um, making this round of eight. They had not made um, they had not won in the round of sixteen before and so um, they went as far as they've ever gone. Uh, they won as much as they ever have. And they had a lot of seniors that helped them tremendously this year. You think about Dre Weathers. He was named to the uh, all-regional region, all regional team there. Three three enterprise players were. Um, I think there was a Jeff Davis player and then Dre Weathers made okay. it. So, awesome. Um, Dre had a great performance in, in all those seniors. Um, you know, Four seniors that started, Traquan Turner, Trayvon Taylor, Tacola Williams Jr. and Dre Weathers, and then off the bench, Amari Peabody, Tory Russell Jr., also senior. So you you had a lot of experience, a lot of guys that understood what Smith Station basketball had yet to become, but helped it achieve new heights. And so uh, it was a great season. 
the ga- game itself. Uh, first quarter, they were leading uh, after one, played a really good first quarter, but then Enterprise really took over at getting really good shots around the rim, um, were patient on offense when they needed to be, uh, capitalized on every single Smith Station turnover. Smith Station had fewer turnovers, uh, I think, by eight than they did in the Jeff Davis game, yet more points off turnovers for the opponent than in the last game. So, um, you know, they got overwhelmed there in the middle part of the game, but uh, I believe Enterprise lost the state championship game last year, so this Enterprise team, with they've also got a bunch of seniors primed to go back there, so no shame in, in what happened today. So, yeah, we're, we're appreciative of, of Smith Station. Uh, we appreciate all the chats with Coach Stephen Davis throughout the year and also the girls' basketball team with Coach Kelvin Roberts and getting to spend time with them throughout the year and do their game. So just appreciative and, and uh, excited for what they were able to accomplish this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see if they can continue to build off that. Like I said, a lot of firsts this year. Yeah. And so that makes this team very special. But now that you've seen that you can do it, let's see if they can – uh, kind of make it the consistency there in their program. And now we will turn our attention to baseball and softball uh, for Smith Station High School, in addition to Beauregard High School as well, because we've got exciting times ahead for both of those programs. Here at Tiger Communications, we've never been this in-depth with our coverage of high school athletics, but it's so important the family, the communities, the parents of all these players, they just love it so much. And we do too. We really do. And all of our fine sponsors who have helped us put these broadcasts on the year, we're so indebted to them. But that's exactly what Brooks Childress and Javon Cutler are going to be working on during our program today is they're starting to format our schedule of broadcasts and where you're going to be able to hear both Smith Station and Beauregard High School baseball and softball games coming up over the next few months. But, Brant, I'll throw it over to you now. As we said, the Smith Station High School basketball season coming to a close. You've been with us all year long. You've seen that team play. You yeah. saw the Smith Station football team <clears throat> play an exciting season as well. And, uh, yeah, it's always sad when the year comes to a close, but a lot to celebrate. The first ever 7A area championship of any variety for Smith Station High School basketball. Yeah, and you know, there's something to be said for a team that when it steps out on the court, it it oozes confidence, yeah. right? Those guys were really good and they knew they were really good, but not to a point where it felt cocky or annoying. It was just they went about their business and they operated in such a way uh, that was so fun to watch just as a basketball fan. Watching good basketball is so much fun. And those guys were uh, they were really, really good. And it, like you said, Ryan, this list of firsts, they never made it to the Elite Eight before. They never won the area championship. Uh, they never won the area tournament, which they did this year as well. And making it, being one of the final eight teams playing in 7A in the state of Alabama is nothing to shake a stick at, you know, or nothing to sneeze at. Shakes, I don't know how that saying goes. Anyway, it, just a really impressive season uh, for Smith Station. And the football team, there were a couple of guys that played football that also played basketball. Uh, Devin Pierman and Amari Peabody were probably the two best players on the football team. I well. The two of the best athletes for sure. They both played wide receiver, and uh, they both. Uh, Devin Pierman was one of the better basketball players on that team, standing at five foot six. I mean, he was a a little guy, but just so fast and so fun to watch. And you mentioned Dre Weathers getting uh, all stay all. 
uh, all regional team. All region, yeah. the yeah. the all regional team. Yeah. And, yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch this year. Six, seven, great athlete. And there's just a lot of guys on that team that really fit into their role well. You could tell they love playing with each other. They love playing for Coach Stephen Davis. And I, I'm looking forward to continuing doing Smith Station stuff for the next couple of years. Yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, again, thank you to everyone in that athletic department and at that high school for allowing us to be your partner. We always have fun at Smith Station. We've always had fun over the years at Beauregard High School as well. Yeah, and, yeah for and sure. Thank you to our buddies Tim Sin, Bill May, Rusty Henson, all those guys that help us with the coverage there. Thank you to uh, Bill Bailey for his help. So, all right, let's uh, move into our show here today. Again, coming up in just a few moments, birthdays in sports on this Tuesday, a special day, February 22nd, 2022, 22222. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Pretty fun stuff. Uh, Brant, first time on the program for you this weekend. Yeah, Or it is. this week, I should say. This weekend. What did you think of the weekend? Uh, I guess we'll start with Auburn basketball. I thought that that game was uh, – it was not what I expected, but it was kind of the worst-case scenario. Kind of everything went against you. You couldn't get your shots to fall. The offense just looked out of sync from the start. Defense played an amazing game. Auburn's defense – travels very well. Yes, Auburn, Auburn has played defense very well really since Bruce Pearl got here and even though Walker Kessler didn't get any blocks, I think Auburn only got two as a team and it, that part of it wasn't there but uh, Auburn was still playing good defense even if they weren't rejecting shots. The I guess the problem was in the second half the worst shooting team in the conference just went unconscious from three-point range and when that happens there's just not a whole lot you can do about it. Uh, it, it even though that happened you still only lost the game by one. Um, and every time you lose a game by one, you look back and you go, oh, man, what if I had did, done this just a little bit differently? What if the ref called a foul here? What if I didn't leave my feet? What if this guy, What if I closed out a little bit faster and forced this shooter to miss this shot? You, you look at every situation, and obviously a lot of the focus has been on the last play of the game, and rightfully so. That was not a great play, even though I think that you know, that that pick and roll has been money for Auburn all year long. It has been by far the best set that they have run, so I have no problem going to it, even though I understand Jabari Smith is on fire. He, he's been on fire all week. He was sitting at the three-point line, and I'm I, when you're down by one, I'd rather get a play at the rim than a three-point jumper, even though Jabari is just short of automatic at this point. I... You know, I don't hate the pick and roll. Walker was open. Wendell couldn't get it to it fast enough because Florida did a really good job of double teaming him with, you know, you got the shortest guy on the floor and Wendell Green Jr. And Colin Castleton is about a foot taller than him. So I had a tough time getting it around him. And by the time that he did, Florida had closed on Kessler. And, you know, I, I don't really hate the call. I don't really hate the execution. Um, well, I, I let me take that back. I don't hate the call. I think you could do a little bit better. Um, the execution was a bit of a problem, but I think it was there. I, and I think Bruce Pearl said it best. He wasn't talking about the, the final play specifically when he said this, but he said someone other than Jabari has to be able to score. And that's looking at the micro of that game. Yeah, the final play was an issue. Looking at the bigger picture here over the last couple of games, other than Jabari, Auburn has had problems getting guys scoring consistently. Uh, and you look at the the upperclassmen in this game, uh, Jalen Williams, he only played seven minutes, but he didn't score a point. Uh, Alan Flanagan had a, a bad game. Devin Cambridge, uh, he he had one shot attempt. He's, go, he's going nuts on the boards, but his scoring's just not there. You look at sure. the, the older guys for Auburn are not scoring consistently right now. And 
over the macro of the whole season over what's remaining for Auburn and looking more at the big picture than just this one game against Florida, that's what worries me more than anything is your your lack of production from your older guys. 334-887-3401 as all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Auburn Bank, a proud sponsor of our phone line. Again, 334-887-3401 if you would like to share your thoughts on this Auburn basketball team. I, uh, I agree with pretty much what Brant had to say there. This Auburn team uh, has struggled on the road a good bit, but we want to remind you again that this Tigers team is better than any other team in the entire SEC in games played away from their home floor. And in college basketball, the percentage is 70% of the home teams are winning those games. It's just hard to win away from the home gym that you shoot in every single day and things get a little bit more difficult so with that it takes us to our first commercial break of today's program in 90 seconds we come right back we will have the opportunity to celebrate some birthdays in sports on this very special day 2-22-22 and we'll have birthdays right after this on sports call the tiger communication sports network May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. This is Andy Bertram, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call, Auburn's first, Auburn's favorite sports talk show on the air for over 25 amazing years, bringing you the best sports talk radio program in the state of Alabama. The Alabama Broadcast Association says so, uh, and we agree. We're honored to be named that. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Call AU. Uh, if you're on social media, you just saw a moment ago, birthdays in sports has already been posted. We were beat to the punch. So let's catch up, let's even things up, and let you hear about today's birthdays in sports. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. You better believe it is. Birthdays in sports here today, February 22nd, 2022. All right, who you got? Julius Irving is celebrating a birthday today, turning 72 years old, nicknamed Dr. J. Former NBA small forward who played from 1971 until 1987 with the New York Knicks, the Philadelphia 76ers, and one more NBA team that we wouldn't have been able to guess. The Knicks? Was a... uh, (laughs) The New York Nets, I apologize. The Philadelphia 76ers. He was a 1983 NBA champion, a two-time ABA champion, two-time ABA playoffs MVP, an 81 NBA MVP, an All-Star Game MVP twice. He played college basketball at UMass, 12th overall pick of the 72 NBA draft, and a 1993 inductee into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. But do we know the first NBA... A team that Dr. J played for because I didn't. 
An NBA no team. Idea. The Virginia Squires. The Virginia really? Squires. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten Back there. in 1971. They, Squire is like a Knights assistant, right? I'm not sure. I think that's what a Squire is. I know so Squires. Like, uh, my yeah. brother is, is I was about engaged to, say, I hear your brother to a likes Squires. Squires. Yeah, he loves that family. <laughs> he loves that family. All right, uh, Rajon Rondo is turning 36, a point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He has played for the Celtics, Mavs, Kings, Bulls, Pelicans, Lakers, Hawks, Clippers. He's a two-time NBA champion. You had fun with that one. (laughs) Yeah, well, I knew a lot were coming. (laughs) Oh, man, a four-time All-Star, two-time All-Defensive First Team, three-time NBA assist leader, played college basketball at Kentucky, and was the 21st overall pick in the 06 NBA draft. I want to do it again. Rondo has played for or he does play for the Cleveland Cavaliers and has also played for the Celtics, Mavericks, Kings, Bulls, Pelicans, Lakers, Hawks, Clippers. <laughs> That's yeah, outstanding. Nice He's a four-time player. All-Star. This is a good basketball player. I know. Rajon Rondo turning 36. Khalil Mack is turning 31. An outside linebacker for the Chicago Bears has also played for the Oakland Raiders. 2016 NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time first-team All-Pro. Played college football at Buffalo and was the fifth overall pick of the 2014 NBA NFL draft. Khalil hey, Mack was drafted sport. in the NFL draft. <laughs> Did the Squires get him in the NBA? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And then one more birthday today to celebrate. Kelly Johnson is turning 40 years old today. A former MLB utility player who played from 2005 until 2016 with the Atlanta Braves on three different stints. The Arizona Diamondbacks the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Orioles, and the New York Mets on two different stints. He played college baseball at Texas A&M. Yeah, good for Kelly. I mean, he got out of there else. I mean, he, he's been retired five years. That's at least six trades yeah. <laughs> he's not been involved in. It's, it's, would y'all, uh, would y'all like to know the history of the Virginia Squires? I would in just a moment once we finish right, Kelly Johnson enough. here turning 40. Uh, finished his career with 155 home runs and 550 RBIs. Again, played college baseball at Texas A&M. A career batting average of... Mm, two... 67? 251. Damn it. 251. <laughs> almost. We did like Kelly Johnson, though. Oh. I did. I really did like yeah. him. I thought he was a cool Utility guy. player, yeah. I thought he was a cool guy. Did, you know, Lefty. second base a lot for, for Atlanta. His name's Kelly. The, the, the type of baseball player that hits from the different side that they throw from. <laughs> you know, right. Not, a, right. not a lot yeah. of those. Right. Hit left-handed, but decidedly played second base, so he was not left-handed thrower. Outstanding. All right, that's uh, our birthdays at sports here today on 222-22. All right, history of the Virginia Squires, I got to uh, know. They were founded in Oakland in 1967 as the Oakland Oaks. In 1969, they moved to Washington as the Washington Caps. They moved to Virginia and became the Squires a year later in 1970, and they were disbanded in 1976. Wow. So, Short run for our Squires. Yeah, that so were the Oaks at one point. The Oaks for two years, the Caps for one, the Squires for six. Shouldn't have moved to Virginia. <laughs> Shouldn't have moved to Virginia. Ruined them. It's a small yeah. bi- small basketball market. <laughs> Ruined them. You know, my my, uh, my older brother was a baseball player like that. He was bat- batted lefty but played catcher. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, there's a. I, I don't know what happens there. Like, I don't know if you grow up 
one way and are told to try a different way because like it's with with him it was always like it was just more natural for him uh-huh. to do certain things left-handed like i think he he shoots left-handed as well not in basketball he shoots basketballs right-handed shoots guns left-handed uh bats left-handed i think he bowls left-handed as well but that's jj you like left-handed people? i love left-handed people the only that's kind right of you people. are left-handed i'm a lefty you're lefty uh, everything huh? leading a qu- everything everything <laughs> Uh, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 to be a part of our program as we go to the Auburn Bank phone line right now. And joining us here... Ward Damn Steve. Our good buddy, retired Ward Damn Steve, joins us here on the show. Hello, Steve. Hey, good afternoon. I'm sure glad that everybody uh, is on board taking care of business. Yes, being busy and uh, making things happen. Uh, Mr. J.J. Uh, Jackson, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, let's see. Mr. Ryan LaVoy, you're there, right? Yes, sir. Well, who else is on there? Brent Daughtry. Hello, Steve. Brent Daughtry. All right, guys. Let's get after it. Yesterday, in my uh, continuing from my hangover of a Saturday's loss, I failed to uh, overlook, unfortunately, to mention that Mr. Jabari Smith made SEC basketball history, right? Yes, another freshman of the week honor for him. Fifth time. Never done before. That's a record. Yes, now, awesome, awesome for Jabari. I did not know this, but there is no player of the week allowed for a freshman. Is that right? I have no. I didn't think so. Like but. a freshman yeah, can't qualify for player of the week. You're saying right? Correct. You can't be a freshman player of the week. You just can't be overall player of the Correct. week. Correct. Okay. Well, that's all right. Now, guys, you know, uh, I've I've been really pretty mild disappointed in some of our guards' plays. Wendell Green, uh, who. Who was responsible for us winning two games uh, on the road with Georgia and Arkansas? And he's been in a slump. Now, I'm hoping to gosh he comes out of it. But I got this from AU Stats. I just would like to run by you to let you know that, uh, you know, all is not always so dismal as things maybe appear at times uh, until I saw this about Mr. Wendell Green. Okay. AU Stats came up with these stats. Wendell Green Jr. is Auburn's only player. The only player to have these stats. He has scored 335 points, 137 assists, and 103 rebounds this season. Wow. Very impressive. Now, you take into account when you're also comparing him to the other two biggest players on our team, is Kessler and, of course, Jabari Smith. But they haven't accomplished those stats. So something's got to explain, guys, what has happened to Wendell. I think you said it, Steve. He's just in a slump right now, uh, and I think he can play his way out of it. But it's you know, basketball is a long season. There are going to be games where you don't play as well, and hopefully, Wendell can break out of it before tournament time. Well, I've always had the maybe wrong notion that you improve as the season goes along, and you're getting ready to hopefully peak as the, the tournament time is coming up. Uh, but this doesn't seem to be holding true for especially not only for for Wendell Green, but then we got people like. Zep Jasper, zero points. Yeah, Zep. Well, Zep. Zep's never really been much of a scorer. He'll hit a three every now and then, but scoring's not really his bag. But Steve, improving during the season is is more of a a young player thing. I think that's why you've seen Jabari improve so much as the season's gone on. But for older guys like Wendell Green, and I say older, I think he's a sophomore. But for for guys who are not freshmen, typically you you understand college basketball, and once you get your feet underneath you you're kind of at where you're going to be 
and then you have rises and falls like you do. And I, I guess baseball is the best way to look at it. You know, you're not going to hit 350 all years, all year long, but you'll go through stretches where you hit 350, and that'll bring your batting average up to you know 290, 300, something like that. And basketball is much the same way, even if it's not as long. Well, uh, I, and that has merit, I guess. But then I look at Kessler. He's improved, and he's not a freshman. Well, he didn't play that much in North Carolina last year either. True, true. Okay. Uh, and then we go to turnovers. Yeah, that's you an know, issue. I didn't know this, but Wendell Green and Katie Johnson accounted for half the turnovers in uh, this past Saturday's game against Florida. Half the turnovers were due to them. Yeah, and, passing, you know, passing was not good. Passing was and, not good against and, Florida. And Katie Johnson's were self you know, uh, inflicted errors. You know, he was like a quarterback throwing the ball so high nobody could get it. Oh yeah, he threw it. In, he threw it in the st- stands at least twice. But yeah, that, that's something that Auburn's got to get fixed. And I don't know. Uh, Bruce Pearl knows a lot more about basketball, and I promise you, they're working on that. All right, and then we got the game tomorrow night, guys. Taking on Ole Miss. That's right. Yeah. Now, I've said this so many times before. I'm afraid to say it. We really, I shouldn't be having to get. Any Petrobismal out in this game? Should I? It's at home. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Auburn struggled at the first meeting against Ole Miss and had to make the big comeback against the Rebels there. But you got to feel good about playing inside Auburn Arena. The Tigers uh, have yet to lose a game there on the Plains. They've already changed the signing over to Neville Arena, uh, funny enough, when we go into the building there tomorrow. But yeah, I, I think that Auburn should be able to win this basketball game. If it's closer than you would like it to believe, hey, it happens in basketball, but I think Auburn's going to be the better team. You might just need a one-hour dose of Pepto. You know, you can never tell how the game will start. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss might have a chance to hang in there for a half, but I think Auburn will Supposed will pull away in the second I half. I like that. Half I, a dose, one-hour dose. I would highly Definitely. doubt with eight or nine minutes left in the game if the if the result if it was still a really close game at that point and that's what's so frustrating to me guys because of the talent that i know we all can see on the team when are we going to see a game in which there is no bad first half or bad second half but there's actually a good first half and a good second half I think we have seen that. Yeah. I, I maybe not lately, but like I said, the team is consistently. Well, I, I I think when you look at earlier in the season, I mean, crap. Auburn was on a 19 game winning streak, right? I you don't you can't play bad basketball and win 19 games in a row. So they've won 24 games this season. They've yeah. definitely had no, moments where they've played full it, games. These, these torturous, you know, you know, we were behind. And me, those games that we did, and win, that's part of playing we in the SEC. Behind. It's a really good conference that, this season, that and that's going to happen. It, it's just going to happen. Right, like Ole Miss, I can't believe they demolished Georgia when they did, and we barely won there. Exactly. Yeah, again, you're, you're, listen, Auburn is the best team in the SEC right now. They're going to get everyone's best effort. And, look, we beat the snot out of Georgia in the first half, but in the second half, something changed. They got the momentum, and it was tough to get it back. Ended and when, up with a one-point win. When you're playing at home, any like anything can – I don't want to make this yeah. seem redundant or anything like that, but do remember the days when Bruce Pearl first got here and Auburn basketball was really lousy, and they would still be very, very competitive with teams they shouldn't be. They beat Kentucky when Kareem Canty and Tyler Harris were on the roster. Simeon yeah. Bowers had a good performance. It is possible to knock off the top people in basketball far more frequently than in football or other sports that Auburn fans are more accustomed to watching. Oh, and a prime example was that last night. Did you happen to catch the overtime game between uh, uh, Baylor and I forgot who they were playing? Uh, Oklahoma State. State. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was uh, an incredible game, but Baylor pulled it out. 
found a way to get the win. The reigning national champs find a way to win. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be a team to watch out for in March because they've got all that experience. And that's what I want to see our team, you know, with all these plays that we've got that are, that are so darn good. Uh, and like Bruce said, you know, they're not executing. Well, I hope to gosh they decide to execute. And I hope to gosh I don't have to hear, we don't have to hear Coach Pearl say, well, I should have called a timeout. Well, come on, then start calling timeouts instead of saying I should have yeah. in the postgame conference. Um, now, real quick. you got about three minutes left with you, Steve, so okay, move let's go. Let's how go you want to. The world. Around the world. How about this monumental, I call it monumental uh, decision made for females in sports in general, but for the U.S. soccer women's team, right? Yeah, I saw that today. They won their lawsuit. Yep. U.S. soccer members settled equal pay lawsuit for $24 million, which was actually a lot less than they settled for than originally won. I think it was $70-something million. And $2 million also will be given to a uh, charity foundation to uh, support uh, women's sports in general. Sure. Uh, so, guys, what did you make of that? I thought uh, it was about time. It was over. Yeah, congratulations. I'm glad that that's taken place. I saw some headlines today about the women's basketball tournament on the March side, on the March Madness side of things, has done really well uh, in terms of selling out all of their advertising and marketing that goes along with the sport. I know this past weekend we saw the very first ever edition of College Game Day ahead of a women's basketball game between Tennessee and South Carolina. So I'm all for starting to promote the sport a little bit more hopefully you get more eyeballs you get more ticket sales and things can truly begin to even out now i didn't know this and this to be about surprise that the chairman of the u.s soccer team is a woman who i thought would be most likely to be supportive of this stuff not going on right but anyway moving on guys how about mr charles sir charles barkley the nba 75th anniversary he made the top 75 all all time. Indeed he did. He did. And he was emotional about it too. Yes. Because he said he didn't think he deserved it uh, to make the money he makes for just playing the game. Yeah, no, it was really cool to hear him get that recognition. Did you enjoy Gary Parrish's thoughts and comments about Barkley? Great. I hope you have him back again because he he was a really uh, good person to to have a conversation with. Very wise. uh, I'm glad you have it. Did you enjoy our literacy discussion as well, Steve, with the coaching for literacy Uh, game taking place? Unfortunately, it was not news to me. It's saddening to see, you know, when we spend the amount of money we spend on athletics and sports in Alabama, and yet this is what we don't spend when it comes to literacy uh, with our young children. Yes, sir. Uh, That that, that is just really appalling. All right, speaking of appalling, guys, if you haven't read this article, this will uh, give you some entertainment tonight to read. It comes from USA Today Sports opinion writer Bob Nightingale. Have you read his article yet? I haven't heard what he had to say, but I'm sure uh, this is going to be lovely. This is a good one. Hall of Famer Goose Gossage wants to punch Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred and stick Brian Cashman in a trash can. <laughs> wow. Right. This seems entertaining. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the bullet points of this, uh, you need to read this because you'll get a uh, laugh out of it. Uh, he, he holds... No punches. I mean, he every other word is an expletive when it comes to uh, the the baseball commissioner and managers in general. He, he's tired. He says he's sick. He is sickened by general managers who are not really general managers. He calls he calls them babysitters because he said they don't have you know what for brains and they use all these analytics that he's opposed to and is disgusted by. And I didn't know this, but apparently they're looking at using robots 
to have an automatic strike zone in baseball. Yeah, a, a really cool move that's being made in AAA or in the minor leagues. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting to see the studies and how that's received. Well, he's nauseated and throwing up over it. He says, are you kidding me? He says, we are going to take out the, the, the human you know, factor in this. Yeah. It's going to be left up to some damn computer. Well, let's he take says, a look oh and see God. how it goes. So anyway, uh, but it's worthwhile uh, reading that article, yeah. guys. Last right, thought for us, Steve. Quickly, Last thought. Quickly, okay, number one shooting guard is considering not only Auburn, but teams I've said, wow, how'd they get there? His name is Jacoby Walter. Now, he's only rated a four-star guy, but he's the number one shooting guard and 16th ranked in the country. What do you have to be to be a five-star in basketball as a recruit? Typically, the older you get, the more likely they are to – add stars to your rankings because I believe if I'm not mistaken Steve that's a 2023 recruit and so the longer those kids go through the recruiting cycles more stars will be added in basketball typically through the first 2025 is when they cap it off and move from five star down to four star so I wouldn't be surprised if this kid does pick up a fifth star as his recruitment continues well here's some of the people that are on his list okay that I'm surprised uh surprisingly or not surprisingly Alabama all right Auburn. All right. Arkansas, Walmart Country, Kansas, and Oregon. And those are teams. No Duke, by the way, uh, JJ. Yeah. Duke's no got a pretty Kentucky. full class already. No Same with Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, no Baylor being considered. No Gonzaga. Uh, what do you make of that, guys? And then Alabama's included along with Arkansas, too. And he has the least complimentary uh, statements to be made about Auburn. In fact, uh, very little does he say that much about Auburn. Um, he says, in fact, Oregon, he sees them as being uh, their chances for he wants to get in, drive to the NBA. And that's I said, well, gosh, uh, has Bruce Pearl not been getting people to the NBA lately? Uh, but uh, how's Alabama getting these mixed guys? That that continues to just uh, be a head scratcher to me. Because Nate Oates is a really good coach, and he's a very good recruiter, and Alabama basketball is way better than it's been in the past. Okay. Is he getting more people to the NBA than we've been getting with Pearl? Well, you got it's a few. Even. You got a few, yeah. Not Herb more. Jones, Josh Primo. I mean, yeah. they've had a couple of guys over the past Colin few Sexton. years. Colin, Colin Sexton. Sexton is the big one. Okay, well, uh, I guess that's uh, what I got to say. Yep. Now, we are going I to believe this kid grew up an Alabama fan, too. Oh, uh, did he? No, okay. Yeah, I think uh, he's from – is he a, from Birmingham? Is he the kid from Birmingham? Um, where is he? Where is he Hoover? from? Does he Hoover? Uh, I think we just lost Steve, and uh, we're about to have to wrap up with Steve anyway, but we'll look up exactly where Jacoby is from. Again, one of the the top recruits in the country as we move forward. Steve, it was very good to hear from you today. Don't know what happened there at the very end, but nonetheless, enjoy chopping it up with you. We've got a 60-second timeout on the other side of this break. James from Montgomery joins the show. Coming up next here on Sports Call. Do you 
want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. Want more Sports Call? Check us out online at SportsCallAuburn.com. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM on the Tiger Communications Sports Network. J.J. Jackson hanging out with Ryan LaVoy and Brant Daughtry. Justin Ferguson set to join us here in just a little bit on the show. Excited to have Ferg stop back by. And uh, for now, we want to take more of your phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401. Calling us now is... James from Montgomery. James has called into the program today. Hi, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle, sir. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about this uh, head coach of uh, Michigan, uh, Dewan Howard, if I'm saying his name correctly. You are? What was his deal with uh, the game, the rivalry game between Michigan and uh, Wisconsin? What was what was his reaction of actually hitting a an offense on an assistant head coach of uh wisconsin yeah that wasn't cool that he did that apparently he was a little frustrated that they were pressing and calling timeouts the way that they were at that juncture in the game or that excuse me michigan was pressing so wisconsin calls a timeout didn't like calling a timeout by losing by so much but there is just no excuse whatsoever that you reach out and try to hit somebody and he made open hand contact with the assistant coach for the Wisconsin Badgers, and so he has been suspended for five games. Yeah, so I think uh, this coming up week, I know they got a home game at home, so I know he's not going to be coaching uh, tomorrow's game. And actually, I do have Michigan favorite to win that game. But with that being said, I think that was that was a a wrong uh, way of looking at it, and that was unprofessional for uh, Coach Howard to actually, you know, go up and just, you know, hit the assistant uh, coach just, you know, for no apparent reason. I know it's a robbery game because I know I've seen a lot of robbery games over the years with Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and uh, Georgia Tech, and, you know, just to name a few of those robbery schools like that. I mean, for the for the big schools to actually play against each other. I mean, that was a very, very uh, high call for him to actually do something like that. Yeah, he shouldn't have made that move, and and, and no argument in sports and life and society should ever warrant swinging like that in that situation, in that setting, and uh, very disappointing to see Jawan Howard behave that way, and so he got his five-game suspension, and Michigan will have to move on. Yeah, and then I've been hearing a lot about the news about Tom Brady. I've heard a lot of different uh, sources. I've heard ESPN saying that he has a few years to play with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then I've heard on the NFL Network that uh, they're saying that um, he's going to retire. I mean, I I think Tom Brady, I'll I'll probably see him coming, well, actually staying with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and actually taking them to another Super Bowl. And then after he wins his last Super Bowl, which will be his ninth Super Bowl appearance, then it will be time for him to retire and then probably getting somebody else to actually um, fill that uh, quarterback spot for Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, it'd be his eighth ring, his 11th appearance. But no, Tom Brady himself has said that I'm done with football. I'm ready to move on to another chapter of my life. So uh, I think he's done. So now the question is, James, who is the next quarterback of the Buccaneers? 
I would have to say with the NFL draft coming in and the NFL uh, combine coming in, I'll probably see probably like a first round or second round draft pick coming from the from the Buccaneers organization. I'll probably see first round Mo- Malik Willis from Auburn. I mean from uh, Liberty. I- I'll probably see him in a in a Bucks uniform as well. That would be definitely interesting, James. Um, what about the rumors that the Bucks might be interested in trying to trade for Deshaun Watson? Oh, I've heard of that one. Um, well, with Deshaun Watson and his uh, court uh, cases that I've been um, looking over, I don't see him anywhere near the NFL. I'll probably see him probably like in the – like in the USFL or in the CFL or probably in the XFL, one of those three um, major organizations as well. And I'll just probably just close the doors on on uh, Deshaun Watson actually coming back to the NFL as well because I, I just don't see him actually playing in a NFL team no time soon. We'll have to wait and see. I, I do not believe the XFL, the USFL, or – any other version of football, the Canadian Football League, would be an option for Deshaun. I think he wants to play in the NFL. I think he wants to get all these court cases settled and begin to move forward with the next chapter of his life. What else is on your mind today, James? Well, I'm actually going to be looking at the uh, USFL draft, which starts today and tomorrow, and actually seeing what the Bar- the Birmingham Stallions is actually going to be drafting for the first round on tonight and actually seeing who they're going to pick for uh, the Birmingham Stallions and seeing uh, who we're going to be picking at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and uh, kicker as well. So I think with the Birmingham Stallions, I hope we have some great, great guys coming in uh, for this year's uh, season to open up uh, on April the 16th as well. Who do you think they should draft? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the draft um, board yet, but uh, they're actually going to be sending me some uh, information sometime real soon, probably around 4 o'clock or 4.30, which I'll be getting um, uh, draft, um, you know, the draft papers from uh, Birmingham real soon to my to my uh, Twitter feed as well. Okay, well we'll let you uh, we'll let you update us when you get that here in about 15 minutes. Anything else on your mind today, James? Before we let you go. Well, I'm actually going to be seeing Auburn and Old Miss playing tomorrow, and I hope we win uh, this game at home. So I know it's going to be a real loud crowd with the jungle being back in uh, in the new stadium as well. And I hope that Bruce Pearl actually uh, makes it to the March Madness tournament as well. Yeah, I think the chances are, are, are 100% that uh, Auburn makes uh, the NCAA tournament, makes March Madness. But, uh, you know, they've renamed the arena now, James, so it's going to be Neville Arena here uh, at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, obviously same place Auburn's been playing, but it's been very loud. It's been a great advantage for them. Yes, as well, because I know when uh, we actually play in March Madness, I'm looking at uh, my bracketology for uh, this coming up week, and I'll probably see, like, I know we're number two in the number two seed, so I'll probably see Auburn play against Gonzaga. So I don't know how Gonzaga is going to actually play on their end, but I'm going to just probably see who they play on this coming up week and actually, you know, seeing if they're going to be a March Madness uh, upset for Auburn as well. 
Yeah, that wouldn't, game would not take place until the Final Four of the National Championship, given how well Gonzaga has played this season, but it's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah, it's a big game tomorrow for Auburn taking on Ole Miss. It is the coaching for literacy game. We had a big discussion yesterday. 42% of fourth graders in Alabama are not reading at a proficient level. Literacy is so important, and that's what Coach Pearl and this coaching staff are trying to preach. They're going to go out into the community to elementary schools reading books to young children and that sort of thing and it is just so very important to make sure the youth in society are reading well yes that is a very big uh, uh big step for a lot of young children to actually read some of these great great books as well and i would uh actually uh tag along with that as well and i'm actually going to be doing a um a a TikTok video of me actually reading some of the great uh, children's books on TikTok and actually seeing uh, how many followers I will actually have when I'm actually reading some of these great uh, children's books as well. So that's your plan, just a video you reading? Yes. And actually, um, you know, just to, you know, inspire young children to actually pick up a book and actually read and uh, actually, you know, giving a lot of encouragement to young uh, children as well, you know, just to, you know, put them, you know, just to put themselves in the right direction as well, just to be an inspiring person, just like for myself as well, because that's what I actually do. And a lot of uh, a lot of young kids. Um, actually look up to me and actually want to do whatever whatever I've uh, set my mind to as well. Wow. What's your TikTok? Um, I don't I don't have anything right now um, uploaded for uh, TikTok. I'm just trying to like do some uh, rough drafts right now. I'm trying to do like some inspirational um, some inspirational um, quotes. So I'll be actually doing some something like that um, real soon as well. When you post one, will you be sure to tweet it at us so we can see it? Yes, I, I sure would uh, share that okay, as well. Okay, awesome. What books do you like to read? Um, more, I, well, actually, I like to read a lot of um, a lot of different um, children's stories that inspire young children. Um, actually, uh, to give a lot of. Um, uh, probably like something that's uh, inspirational to young children to actually, you know, be, um, you know, like maybe like the little engine or something like that. Something just to give a lot of uh, insight on on a lot of um, what what children should actually look forward to, you know, because it's always you always have to say you just can't give up. You just got to do what you have to do and just keep pushing forward as well. Well, that is absolutely outstanding, James. It's uh, it's it's inspiring. And uh, I know that you claim that all these young people are, are looking up to you, and I hope that you continue to inspire them and motivate them to accomplish great things. And it's the Coaching for Literacy game tomorrow between Auburn and Ole Miss. Such a great cause, such an important topic that needs to be discussed. So, James, uh, so good to hear from you today, buddy. All right, sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle, our buddy James from Montgomery, joining us right there on our Auburn Bank phone line. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 42% of fourth graders in the state of Alabama are not reading at a proficient level. That is a number that has to change, and that's why Auburn, one of several teams in all of college basketball, participating in these Coaching for Literacy games, enjoyed chatting with Gary Parrish yesterday of CBS Sports to 
promote the events taking place. Our next caller due up. Anthony from Auburn. Anthony has called into our program. Hello there, Anthony. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Very well. How are you today, sir? I'm good. You know, I caught the tail end of that uh, reading for literacy or whatever. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that Bruce Pearl and the Army versus supporting uh, says 42% of uh, kids are illiterate or Correct. not on reading level like they should be. Correct. You know, that's a very high number. That's almost 50%. That's just 8, 8% shy of 50% of the kids. Uh, you said in the fourth grade? In the fourth grade, yes, sir. I mean, that's that's huge numbers. I mean, those embarrassing numbers, to be honest with you. Uh, you would think that this state would, would be, uh, those numbers would be less than that. It'd be nice if they were down to 10%. It'd be nice if it was down to 5% or zero, to tell you the truth. Yeah, across the but, country, uh, it is 65% are oh not reading God. proficiently at this level and between 2017 and 2019 only one state saw an improvement in reading proficiency among fourth graders really really sad sad news taking place and that's why donations are so critical and uh this auburn university basketball team and it's not just auburn it's other schools across the country buying into this program making sure that we give kids the availability to read because it helps them in so many other ways in society whether that be obtaining a job or health care or you know it can lead to challenges with poverty the justice system whatever so have got to find a way to improve those numbers Yes, we must work to do that. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of it starts at home, but if you got parents that can't read on grade level, then... Uh, exactly. You know, the kids, then you're behind the eight ball. Yes, kids may fall in very well. We'll fall in that same cycle. Don't get me wrong. you got some that don't. But if you got a kid that's having trouble reading and, and parents aren't reading, then, uh, yeah, he's going to fall in that. Some kids escape because, for whatever reason, they're just blessed with intellectual ability that can pick up uh, in school or... Uh, or whoever show them something can get with it. But that's not the case with everybody. And I think everybody needs to understand that, that everybody learns on different levels uh, when you're talking about intelligence and this type of thing. And, you know, uh, when you're behind like that, it makes it it's tough in life. It's tough for a kid to get through school. And you got kids that get those social promotions because, you know, they're a little too big to stay in this grade. But you pass a kid along like that, and the kid is not reading and, and not doing well, then 9 out of 10, that kid turns into a bully, get in fights, get in trouble, and yes, then end up in the, in the criminal justice system when that kid has absolutely no business in that system. So, yeah, I support Auburn University. Anybody across America is willing to do anything to to improve that for kids. Uh, you know, every Christmas when I buy books for my nieces and nephews, I always donate a book at the bookstore. You know, they always ask you, you know, they got a reading program yes, for kids. Would you like to donate a book? And I always like to do that, to be a part of that. And I it's think really important. More, more people should uh, uh get it in that. But yeah, we need to do something uh, nationwide uh, in our schools, uh, churches, uh, in our neighborhoods and communities to, to help kids. But you know, a lot of times when some people have education and, and get up like that, they don't really worry about anybody else that's behind or, or whatnot. And, you know, they really ain't concerned with uh, showing anybody else how to do things. You know, that's anything in life. That's, you know, you can use investments uh, in the stock market uh, uh, for one. You know, a lot of people don't even know about different uh, retirement plans or ETFs or index funds and all that stuff. It does never cross anybody's mind. Let's use that for example that, that a lot of people are behind on a lot of things, uh, uh, you know, and like that. But but uh, uh, what I need to do to, to help be a part of, uh, of, of supporting this uh, uh, uh yeah, well, th- thanks for asking. A lot of people could go and visit coachingforliteracy.org slash literacy. They're trying to advocate, sign up in advance. Uh, you can also receive a free Fight for Literacy visit and wristband. So coachingforliteracy.com. 
or dot org, excuse me, Anthony, and that's how people can start to make donations. And it's going to go to the Auburn Youth Programs. They're going to help out at Brantley Elementary School in Selma. And again, we had the pleasure of chatting with Gary Parrish from CBS Sports about Auburn's basketball team, but also the importance of this taking place. Oh, I said appreciate that. But if I want to move along here, I know you got other calls, but I want yeah. to say one. I got one about thing. one minute left in the hour, Anthony. So if uh, if we run out of time, I'll have to hold, keep you on hold as we go through this break and bring you on to start the next hour. Go ahead. As far as Malik Willis, what, what is his uh, draft potential? Uh, his stock? Uh, how high is it? He's he's a first round guy right now. As he exits the wow. Senior Bowl, there was a lot of praise, and, and yeah, he is a first round prospect. So that goes to show you that if Malzahn would have been able to coach him up, or you had offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach to coach him up he could have stayed here could have started at Auburn and perhaps even helped Auburn get into a sugar bowl or whatever kind of bowl to potentially win a conference title or a national title or anything potentially but I I, I I do not like to cut you off Anthony but I will here yeah. because Malik Willis a number of times and again we saw and caught up with him uh, at the senior bowl there in Mobile and, and said a number of different times that he was not the football player he needed to be when he was at Auburn he lost the job he was beat out by both Joey Gatewood and Bo Nix before ultimately leaving campus and when he did have to leave Auburn and leave the SEC it was like a, a look myself in the mirror type moment for for Malik and realized, okay, I've got to step it up, and it was nothing against that coaching staff. Well, I was saying that probably too, but still, if he'd have had the proper coaching, then things probably could have been different. But he didn't have the co- he didn't. Hey, everybody knows he didn't have the coaching. JJ, they need to try to sugarcoat this thing and make Malzahn yeah. look good. And Malzahn did not have did not give that guy the proper coaching. Now he might might have had some maturing to do and growing up to do. That might have been a best factor in it too. But still, he did not have the coaching or mentorship he probably needed here at Auburn that he got out of Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze just made all the difference in the world in that guy. Yeah. Now he's a first-round pick. So that just goes to show you he was probably he was in the wrong place at Auburn University. And, uh, and you and I just aren't going to agree, and that is A-OK. So I do have to get to the top of the hour. So if you'd like to stay, you're more than welcome to. I'll hang on. Okay, we'll hang on and we'll get to you on the other side of this break. That's our buddy Anthony from Auburn hanging out with us here on the phone line. I've got uh, Ryan LaVoy and Brant Daughtry here with me. Justin Ferguson set to join us here in just a little bit as well. The first hour of our show is in the books, and we'll be back right after this here on Sports Call. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now, Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. 
JJ Jackson with Brant Daughtry and Ryan Lavoy. We're set to be joined by Justin Ferguson here in just a little bit. But we do have one of our good friends still on the line with us as Anthony from Auburn has called in and we'll conclude our conversation with Anthony, who's been patiently waiting through the break. All right, Anthony, let's get back after it. Now, uh, as far as Malik Willis is concerned, you know, um, Hugh Freeze took him. I, I watched a few games. I mean, you know, I uh, probably saw about three or four games uh, where he played uh, the last couple of seasons with Hugh Freeze. And you could tell that uh, – you know, his mechanics, everything looked better with it under the direction of Hugh Freeze, where Hugh Freeze took that guy and, and what he was able to do with him. But while he was here at Auburn, Auburn could not figure out how to develop this guy. Now, don't get me wrong, maybe he uh, needed to grow up and mature a little bit. A lot of players do sometimes. But like I said, I don't think he had the support system that he needed here at Auburn. Did not have the mentorship that he needed here at Auburn. Did not have a coach on the staff or a quarterback coach, offensive coordinator or head coach. They can figure out what to do. And again, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna respect and how you feel, Anthony. But to say he didn't have a guy that was developing him, he was behind Jarrett Stidham, who was drafted and was an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he still was drafted, is. But, but he was Stidham was drafted, but I ain't seen Stidham do nothing in the NFL yet, and you ain't either, and nobody else in America. But hold on just a minute. Now, uh, Auburn ain't developed. When the last time Auburn really truly developed a quarterback? I think he Bo Nix got better throughout his career. Got better. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, that's suspect, you know, because he had that old uh, gimped-up uh, offensive line. That, you know, Auburn ain't had offensive line. I thought Nick Marshall got better from 13 to 14, you know. I, I definitely think Auburn has had quarterbacks improve. I thought Jared Stidham, while from 17 to 18, there was a bit of a statistical drop-off. I still thought he was uh, one of the more talented quarterbacks in the entire SEC, and clearly so because the Patriots drafted him with the plan of making him an heir apparent potentially to Tom Brady. Well, they needed somebody. Everybody needed to draft somebody. But you know what? The last time I saw Jared Stidham at Auburn, he was on his, he was on his back uh, with his mouth wide open and hit in his feet in his feet pointing east and west because somebody had knocked him out. That might have been a Clemson game or one of those games uh, where he got goofed up and was start throwing the ball around like a yo-yo, uh, like I, like we've seen him do in his career when they start chasing him. The blocking is not there. But uh, I mean, nothing against Jared Stidham, but hey, we ain't seen it. If callers been called in complaining. All over the years on this radio station, I've sat here and listened time and time again at everybody being upset, uh, trying to figure out why a quarterback can't be developed until they just ran ahead and ran Gus Malzahn out of town. So, I mean, get off this nonsense. Uh, that guy would have stayed at Auburn. Don't get me wrong. I honestly believe he would have graduated, which has been a great thing. That's, that's, that's the icing on the cake for anybody. Right. That's a, that's a national championship in itself. Yeah, Bo Nix did that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's great. Who beat him but out I'm, for the job. But uh, great, yeah, he might have beat him out. But Bo Nix is not uh, projected as a first-round draft pick coming up here uh, in the next couple months. And uh, had that guy stayed at, had Willis stayed at Auburn, he would not be in the position he is now. And, and thank God that he had the the, the, uh, the common sense. Uh, the exactly, yeah, it's a it's a great blessing for him to now be a first-round pick. That's a good thing you can transfer out when you're in a place. Uh, things ain't working out. Nobody can figure out what to do with you. You know, a lot of times you can have a lot of talented players on your team, but for whatever reason, the coaches can't figure it out. But you put him with another coach, and he mess around and put his hand on his shoulder and say, look, I'm depending on you to do this. I need you to do that. Uh, I mean, you know, you you the man. You're going to be able to do it. That's sometimes that's all a player needs to hear. Sometimes. You tell him you're depending on him to help you do something. And you'd be surprised what some players will be able to, performance-wise, are willing to run through a brick wall for a coach. 
just to hear words like that. But like I'm saying, we all. How do you know that he wasn't hearing those words at Auburn? Man, I, I, look, I, I don't know if he was or not, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Then how can you say that? But, I can tell you from experience. <laughs> but look at him. Listen, man. Like I said, if he would have stayed here at Auburn, the man never would have got opportunity that he needed. But we, he got with a program that, sure. that you know, with a coach, a team that people had probably said, well, they ain't going to do nothing. Come mess around. I think he won 10 games one year, 11 games, or, or was ranked in the polls, or, or was uh, knocking off teams that probably had no business knocking them off on a Saturday and winning games. And we sitting here watching like, oh, my God, where, where did this come from? Uh, he didn't do nothing at Auburn. I didn't have opportunity Look what Hugh Freeze and done with this guy. And every time a uh, uh, Auburn coaching job or anybody job in the last few years was, was might come available or talk about available, Hugh Freeze name pops up. I think it popped up in the last two weeks. Uh, it has, yeah. When they, when they want to run a uh, uh, Harson out of town, and they're gonna run him out of town. It's just a matter of time. I mean, they should have went ahead and gave the man his money and let him run on. What they're doing is holding him around like they did last miles uh, at LSU. Uh, and then gonna get in the season, probably by mid season, then they realize, well, we gotta let him go. So, that, so we'll see how that works out. But I'm just saying that uh I ain't seen Auburn develop no quarterbacks and you ain't either. Even though they did draft Jerry Stidham, he had a couple good games when they played a Purdue a Purdue team in a bowl game and what scored about sixty three or seventy some points on a team that was undersized, that couldn't stand up to Auburn, just didn't have a talent, uh, had no business even in that arena. And everybody got happy and got on the bandwagon. But where's Jared Stidham now? Is he still in the NFL? He is. He's still on the Patriots roster. Okay. Well, a lot of times quarterbacks can stay on the roster uh, longer than other people because, you know, that's a very sensitive position. And, and you just, uh, you know, ain't like a defensive tackle or a linebacker. You can find them all over the place. But quarterback just ain't quite the case there. You know, but uh, it's good for him. But uh, we're going to see. i tell you what, we're going to see as time rolls on whether Harson going to be able to develop any quarterbacks or, or a football team as far as that goes. Yes, sir. We're going to find it out. But, uh, hey, I mean, you know, I know you got to speak up for Auburn and make it make it look good and this and that, but the truth gets the truth. I mean, you know, that's just what it is, J.D. Yeah, and the, the, the truth is that Malik Willis has said he wasn't the man he needed to be, and I don't know why you can't right. accept that. Well, he probably couldn't be the man he need to be at Auburn. You know, a lot of things factor into that. Like I said, he probably didn't have a support system and yeah. things. I mean, we're just not going to agree on this. I, I think we should probably I'm, table I'm, this for I'm, today. I'm, I'm just telling you for, from experience. You know, a lot of times when, when kids are playing uh, college sports, we, we use college sports, yeah. If, uh, if they're not performing well, then sometimes coaches will quit talking to them, thinking that's going to uh, make things better and start ignoring players or or saying things uh, negative to, uh, towards a player to thinking that's going to motivate them to do something. Coaches do stuff like that. Hey, Gus, mean, Gus Malzahn, well known for saying negative things to his players. Well, look, well, you, well, I don't. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm telling you, coaches do things like that. I can. I'm telling you. Everybody who's coach. ever played for Gus Malzahn absolutely <laughs> loves the guy. I, look, I don't think he's the best football coach in the world, but he's not a negative coach. I mean, some people have told you that, but like I'm saying, you don't see things behind closed doors. You, I mean, you, you don't because you're not there. Right, not but there. when people and neither are you, Anthony. Look, I'm just telling you what goes on. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, man. there's just not yeah, a I'm, universal football rule like that, Anthony. Well, look, look I'm, I'm telling you. How you, you, I'm, look, I'll tell I, you this. I, I, I'm man I, enough to say I, this, I, I, Anthony. I'm man I, I, enough I, I, to say this. I'm going to mute you. You played college football. <laughs> the three of us in our studio did not play college football, but we acknowledge the fact that nothing is the same from school to school to school to school to school. Nothing is, is the same. If it was, there would be parity. We would have an even playing field all the time, and you would have even odds and ends and whatever. Nothing is the same. 
My uncle played college football. Hold on for just a second. I've seen, all right, I'll put it to you like this. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but on most campuses, the athletes can always register first for classes before everybody else. Correct. Correct. Be available for practice. A whole month, uh, sometimes two months before. Correct. A lot of people don't even know that. Correct. What I'm getting at here is I was sitting there, and this player came in. And he had his schedule filled out. The coach looked over and said, oh, no, 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 you can't take any of these classes. And he t- and the coach went ahead and decided what class that player would take. And I heard that coach say that, you know, sometimes you have to intervene. You can't let these players take some classes. You have to, have to put them over here. And then, so, in other words, that guy was never going to graduate fooling around with the coach making a schedule out. But, see, that's how things, coaches do all kinds of things that people don't know nothing about. Like, you people don't know nothing about because you just don't know. And you won't listen when somebody's trying to tell you something. Well, I also, and I do understand that, but also I'm going to mute you again here, Anthony, to remind you that, yes, while a coach is overlooking a schedule that's made academically, I don't know why the hell we've gotten the conversation at this point here today on the program, but here we are. It's also 2022. It's also a just tons and tons of money within college football programs. There are people specifically assigned. Their job is to be the academic coordinator for these football teams to make sure none of that ever happens happens and again i know it's been a little bit since you played football things have changed and a coach is never going to put a kid in a bunch of classes where he's not going to graduate that's not going to happen listen listen listen. it's still going on a little bit of fool you you can hire all the academic teams you want and this and that and all this kind of stuff they still doing the same thing they always done they do whatever it takes to keep a player eligible can play but what is it going to take you to believe that that's not true what is it going to take we're going to leave it there last quote what will it take for you to believe that college football has changed Oh, it, college football has changed. People are making more money than ever, and all that kind of stuff. But but people are still doing the same things they're always done to keep everything rolling. Don't don't be fooled by that. I mean, you only, the big problem here is you just love Auburn and you don't want to uh, acknowledge that. But the big anyway, problem is uh, I've heard other schools talk about this, Anthony. But anyway, listen, listen. Back to Malik Willis. I mean, the last thought on Malik Willis. Then you're done today. Here's the thing. I'm glad to see that uh, Hugh Freeze was able to develop the man and get him in position where he can make Same. Some money. Super excited for Malik Willis. He's going to change his family's life. Whether whether he uh, have a long career or average career or whatever, or plays two games or whatever it is, he's going to make a lot is, of money and it's going to be awesome. As mo- long as he get his money and, and can better his life, great. But yes, if sir. he stayed at Auburn, if the opportunity would not been there, and I tell you. Any quarterback looking at Auburn University to sit down and think, well, Auburn ain't really developing nobody. Maybe I might not need to go there as a quarterback in the future. Well, we'll sure. see what goes sure. on. But we'll God see. bless you, Anthony. We do appreciate the phone call. Always enjoy chatting with you, my friend. All right, Anthony from Auburn joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's take our first break of the show. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer joins us here after this on Sports Call. For another way to listen to our show, be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Britt Bowen, voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
Back here on the program, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and streaming live on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Ryan the Boy, Brant Daughtry, and our very good friend, Justin Ferguson Forgot from the Auburn Observer. Freaking work. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're goofy, flimsy. This one's, this one's really sensitive. <laughs> There we go. I think That's Ryan great audio. Was everyone. sitting somewhere yesterday, and yeah. just the mic fell down without you doing anything at all. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't talked a couple minutes because we had a caller on, and so I was just kind of mind my own business, looking around like like this. And I look, and it's not there for me to talk. It's like <laughs> at uh, stomach level. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm glad I'm not hungry right <laughs> yeah. now. So, oh man, Ferg, it's good to see you. Glad to have you back in the studio. Yeah, I'm glad you finally brought me back. Yeah, the, you the had banned invites. me from the show for a month. It was one of those things where, see what happened was well, exactly what. <laughs> see, but I don't was, see. I don't totally believe you because Brant, Brant said that yeah. he was trying last week. Right. So here's here's the here's the fact of the matter. We spoke at the very beginning of 2022, yes. and I had this great dialogue for the general public that, you know, hey, no guest in the history of our show has ever appeared more frequently in a single year yeah. than Furcas right. within the Auburn Observer and with the Auburn Observer. And I was like, we could be on pace to even shatter what we did last year. Mm-hmm. And did I really want that to happen? Leave and, some room for some other people. You know. Try and break I mean, the record. But no, I mean, it, ultimately, I didn't end up filling his spot with other people. I was about to say it. I don't know. What <laughs> He's online. He can see, like, wait, did they tag someone else to come on? Yeah, on I mean, I follow, be like, I follow the accounts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, um, no one's there. What's up? I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have a good no. excuse. Well, I mean. It, but you're here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but Do I'm here. Do you want to chat with us at some point next week? Sure. Good. Glad we got it booked. All right. That was yeah. simple enough. <laughs> Take it week by week. <laughs> yeah. Just, just no, come in just, when you have like a free hour. Yeah. No, it's just like uh, the end of football season and the beginning of basketball season. It was just the Tuesdays just got really, really crazy for me for some reason. And today a little bit lighter. So when JJ texted me and, and graced me with his presence again, I was just like, all right, well, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get this going. So Well we had you know, I mean Auburn had three or four Tuesday games there. Yeah. You had a head coach in trouble, uh, inexplicably with the football program. Yeah. So And y'all were doing uh, high school stuff as well, right? Yeah, and and I've been traveling myself and it's just it's been chaos they, they were talking yeah. the other day. So don't blame it on me is what I'm saying. Right. It's all on me. He tried to he tried to spin it on me earlier. Y'all heard him say that. <laughs> he right? absolutely did. Yeah, he did. Threw me under the bus. Ryan was talking to me yesterday about the fact that he was like, Man, when was the last time you were even present at an Auburn basketball game? Oh, yeah. Talking about me in particular. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a minute. The first SEC game. LSU. Versus LSU yeah, was, was the last one, one I was to. at. Brooks and Ryan have been there holding down the fort oh, yeah. for us, making sure that Javon's, Javon's, Javon's been, been a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that a pleasant surprise when you saw Javon pop in? Oh, yeah. Much rather see Javon than the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always. Um, kind of disappointed Javon's not in here right I, I now, a, but I, 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 did, is, I did see him yeah. earlier, though. But he, I didn't throw him on the couch. Yeah. I, at least, at I least set him he, up at the table today. <laughs> <laughs> Put him even further away. <laughs> You're hiding him he now. He can't oh, even listen to the great. show. Yeah. This is great. What do we want to talk about today with Ferg? I forgot how to do this. 
Usually I mean, Auburn sports. Yeah, that's Auburn probably things good. are preferable. I mean, I don't think he wants to dive into more music. <laughs> no, uh, not today. Topics with you. Not today. That was Paper Planes that brought us back. I think M-I-A. it was M-I-A, yeah. M-I-A. Yeah. I didn't know if it was Mia or not. But when it was playing, <laughs> M dot I dot A dot. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> when it was playing. Oh. I you didn't have the gun sound effect though. That's the whole, that's the whole thing I was waiting the, for. The gun's not until the chorus, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it was that was like a that was like a instrumental loop, and so I was just like I was waiting for it to get into it, and nope, never never happened. Yes, it, it picks up in the chorus. All right, there you go. I saw it coming back, <laughs> and I was like, do I want to make a comment about this because I really don't know. I mean, we've had the song for a while, and okay, but unrelated to the the musical group, do you know what MIA means? Wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that fit there. I mean, I, you well, could use that in yourself in a moment. So I, don't, I don't have my headphones on, so I just like barely heard that from the speaker in the lobby. It said wrong. It was Trump. Wrong. <laughs> Donald Trump saying wrong. You want to hear it again? Yeah, go for it. Wrong. It's like that super echo. That's awesome. Do you it's know what, it, what it means in the normal context? Like, doesn't it mean like missing in action? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just concerned that if you saw like a report from war or something, or or this person is MIA, you said they're Mia. <laughs> yeah, that's not his name. I got it right. Uh, I was way too. Uh, oh man. Um. All right. Well, now that we've completely derailed oh God, this program, going. yeah, a, a long going. applause for wow. me. You know. Wow. <laughs> and Fern's gonna need a six-month hiatus. I was about to say, I'm beginning to remember why it stopped coming on here. <laughs> No, oh, this I'm is outstanding. Kidding. All right, so Auburn basketball, they have a yep. game tomorrow against Ole Miss. We had Gary Parrish on the program yesterday. Mm-hmm. Amazing we were able to ever have that happen. I had to inform a lot of people, wait, who is Gary Parrish? Uh, because, you know, Auburn basketball is something that people have watched. Uh, and if you weren't that big of a fan, you might not know. This is a pretty big deal. Uh, and talking about the coaching for literacy game that's taking place tomorrow against Ole Miss and how important that is. Good to see Auburn come back home. Uh, a lot of people are freaking out right now about yeah. Auburn basketball, yeah. and I don't know how to tell them not to panic you other can't. than saying don't panic. Yeah, you can't. Like, you know, fans, fandom in general is irrational. So like it's 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 going to be hard to kind of like talk. And the thing about it is is that you know there's even a recent example of like don't overreact even this late in the season. The Final Four team. I remember I, we were doing radio when when that that season happened. I mean Painter and I we were ta- we talked about it on our podcast this weekend. We remember people calling in after one of the losses, you know, before they got hot. It was like this team's average. They're not even going to make the tournament and it's like hold on, hold on, hold on. Still a lot of time left to go. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing is is that there's a lot of people that are like, okay, they might not keep the one seed anymore. They might not win the SEC. It's like they're still in good spots for both of them. And, like, you don't have to be perfect from here on out to retain either of those. That's the other thing is that you go back and look at national champions. The last three national champions have all been number one seeds, and they all took pretty late season losses. I think only one of them ran the table in their own conference tournament. Um, so you get a little bit of leeway. You get a buffer if you're as been as good as Auburn has been or like a team like Gonzaga or Arizona at this point has been this season. So, yes, the losses have been rough. But the other thing is, is like I think the one thing about Auburn basketball that you can point to and say, like, okay, this is why you don't need to panic, is that when they've lost, those two games they've lost away from home, they have played very poorly, and yet they barely lost in either of those games. I get some really good teams. Arkansas is the hottest team in the SEC uh, for a while. And Florida, I mean, 
Florida's got dudes. Uh, they are they are the most well equipped team to slow down Walker Kessler than anybody, and they and they did for the most part. Kessler had been playing like the best basketball anybody was playing in the SEC for weeks, and he had an average game. And Florida had a lot to do with that. So, you know, it's easy to freak out, and I understand I understand it because they were so good for so long, but. They're still in a really, really good position. And it's not the fact that it's like Auburn's losing games and you're like, this can't get any better. It's like they're losing games and it could get a lot better because you've already seen them be a lot better, even on the road. Yeah, I wonder, Ferg, you know, when you talk about teams on the road, Auburn's still got a better record than everyone, even Kentucky on the road, who took a big loss at Tennessee last week and looked great at home even though they didn't have uh, Ty Ty and uh, Severe Wheeler. So I, I wonder, and I think this is the wonder with every team, because it's so hard to depict, okay, what translates to neutral site? Because you can't keep your home crowd, but you also don't get have a, a road crowd that's yeah. viciously against you. So it's like, I guess when you look at really good teams, you don't have to worry as much about what translates to neutral site games, because Auburn, what when they made the Final Four, what was so unbelievable to me is that somehow some way their shooting got unbelievably hot going to every different gym yeah you know sometimes that's a worry with with new gyms is you don't shoot as well we got into this conversation i think with that team and we're starting to get into this conversation with this team about shooting with different Mm -hmm. types of balls (laughs) so i need to talk about the ball thing because um it was a joke like i thought it was funny um you know if you miss it on Sunday, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Jay Phillips at on three, like versus like, yeah, Nike basketballs are are bad, and it was like, yeah, that's a that's a good point. But like, I looked at it, and it's like it was funny to see that. Okay, wow, Auburn's losses and their worst performances this year have come with Nike balls. It's a coincidence. It's a thing. Like, it's not that you know, it has a little bit of a, of, of of an impact in the game. But like, they practice with Nike balls. They get ready for this. Like, they 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 know that this is going to be something they have to deal with. So I thought it was funny. And so I was running the numbers, kind of going along with it. And the amount of people who thought I was being serious was, frankly, crazy. Because, like, don't take anything I put on Twitter seriously at all, ever, <laughs> at any at any point in time. But especially something like this. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's this team that, like, it, and they've shot not great recently at home with their own balls and their own gym, with their regular sight lines and all that. Um, unless your name is Jabari Smith. And so the, the the key for Auburn is is that, you know, starting with that Missouri game, they tailed off really hard on three point shooting, and it was everybody. It was everybody across the board, and they're still in that slump right now. When you look at uh, Wendell Green and Katie Johnson specifically, we've seen these guys get hot and take over games with their shooting. You know, Katie Johnson at one point was one of the most efficient three points shooters in the SEC, especially in the corner. Um, Wendell Green can take over games with his ability to stretch the floor. They, the fact that they're not hot right now is not a problem because Auburn has won all but three games. And, like, you know, even when they haven't been playing well, they've been able to overcome it because they have that front court because they have Jabari Smith, they have Walker Castle, they have all these other guys. It's just, can they get hot again? And even that Final Four run, before then, there were games where Bryce and Jared were not shooting well. Right. And then they got hot when it mattered most. 
so interesting to sort of point out the basketball struggles in particular that they've had and and Bruce Pearl has done such a job over the years of opening his program up to members of the media like come on by you practice there's no such thing as let's just keep you away and not hide anything so much so that when you are in the practice facility that the men's and women's basketball team shares they are so advanced that oftentimes you don't know what is the official basketball of Auburn because there are Nike basketballs here. There are Wilson balls here. There are way ball, you know, because that's just smart to run your practice and And, let guys get a feel for all these different types of basketballs. And it's smart for Auburn because they play with Wilson. Like, I, technically, you could play with an Under Armour ball. I think Under Armour makes it makes an official game ball. I'm not 100% sure on that, but technically they could play with that. But they play with Wilson's. And Wilson's are not only the official ball of the SEC tournament, but the official ball of the NCAA tournament. So they're going to be used to that ball. And, and statistically, they've shot better with Wilson balls this year. Um, it's just kind of funny to see. like Even games away from Auburn Arena with Wilson balls, they've been able to shoot particularly well. Now, defenses have a lot to do with this environments have a lot to do with this but if you're going to be if the if the ball you're most used to being in your hands is the one that they're going to have in the most important games of the year that'll work um and so this week they will play tomorrow against Ole Miss with the Wilson ball they'll go to Tennessee next uh next Saturday or this Saturday and it'll be a Nike ball and then they'll go I believe State uses a Wilson ball because uh, they're an Adidas team and I don't think they use Adidas balls um and then they're back home against South Carolina. And then it's Wilson the rest of the way. So I don't think it has much of an impact. But if it does, you, you can don't have to worry about not, that. Not in, the, not in the games that matter. It shouldn't. Not like, the, yeah, you no. won't be – like, if Auburn shoots poorly in the postseason, it's just going to be, oh, they never they never heat it up again. Um, the good news is, is that, that the guy that I think is the most important factor here is heating up, and he is playing exceptionally well. But – you know, there was there was this there's this thing after the game against Florida because of the way it ended, and Bruce Pearl said like, okay, we can't re- keep relying on Jabari as much as we have. Like he, we need more. And some people t- kind of took that. I think some took it out of context. I think some people took it in to mean you know something that it wasn't implied. It's like Auburn is better when everybody's contributing. The reason why they lost to Florida is that Florida had two dudes that were playing really really well, and Auburn just had one on offense. Appleby hit some amazing shots in the second half. That's the reason why they won that game. Castleton got the better of Kessler in that game. Auburn just had one dude. And it's like, this team is not built to have one guy just be the guy. As good as Jabari Smith is, because he's number one potential, potential number one pick good. They've got to get at it. When you watch Auburn at their best this season, everybody's eating. And we've seen that recently. They've had some games where they've tailed off. I point back to the A&M game. Um, the bench contributes in a big way. They're fine. So... It's not that Auburn doesn't want Jabari Smith to have 59 points in a week um, because they would love that. They would love to that keep happening. But they want him to have 59 points in a week where you get double-digit scoring nights as well from Katie Johnson, Wonder Green Jr., and Walker Kessler, maybe one of the wings or maybe a dude off the bench. So you know, that's that's the big thing there is that, you know, and I, yeah, I asked Bruce about Jabari today, and he was like, Everybody said he needs to be more aggressive, more aggressive. I wasn't pushing that. It's just that, you know, we just need more guys around him. Because if Auburn gets hot from three and gets to the free throw line a lot more and hits and hits those shots and Jabari's playing at this level, I mean, 
I, there's only a couple teams in the country I think that can hang with that offense. And, uh, I mean, those are teams that you will probably have to play in the Final Four of the national title game. Let's get set to take our next commercial break here in the program. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer hanging out with us here in studio. If you want to call in and say hello, you can. 334-887-3401. More Auburn Athletics talk after this on Sports Call, the Tiger Communications Sports Network. easy it is to listen to our show all you have to do with your amazon smart device is say alexa play sports call auburn follow sports call on twitter at sports call au like us on facebook at sports call au Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry, Ryan LaVoy, and Justin Ferguson. He's on Twitter at JFergusonAU. Just got a message in regards to Ferg. Hope my guy's radio appearance is going better than his former colleague Ben Wolk's attempts to get a bucket on me. Bet you can imagine who that message came from. Yep. And uh, <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so Auburn gets set for a game tomorrow against Ole Miss as the Tigers have four games left in the regular season. Tough tests on the road at Tennessee and Mississippi State. And to their credit, they've always found a way to bounce back after these losses. They're coming back home yep. against Ole Miss. Anything could? Do you think anything could possibly carry over from that first meeting between Auburn and Ole Miss in Oxford? They trailed by double digits. You think any of that will translate, or is it going to be an entirely different game? I think it's going to be an entirely different game because if you go back and watch that, and I was I was there in Oxford that game. It was it was remarkable because Ole Miss played like the perfect half of basketball. Um, they didn't turn the ball over until the final minute of wow. the of the, of the <laughs> first half. Uh, Auburn didn't shoot a free throw. I don't think until the final minute of the of the first. Or they didn't have a foul. Ole Miss didn't have a foul until the final minute of the first half. Um, so they played 19 minutes of just pure like unstoppable basketball, and it's like, well, that's not going to hold up. Um, it's going to be harder to hold up. It's going to be harder for them to hold up with that away from home. Sure, they have not been quite the same team um, since uh, since the injury to um, Deshaun Ruffin. Um, now they do get uh, Jarkel Joyner back. Uh, Auburn did not play against him the first time around. The big thing I think about this game that stands out to me is that Auburn's clearly the better team on both ends of the floor. Uh, Ole Miss doesn't have the size. Um, and you saw in the second half Auburn's depth and size really wore on on Ole Miss. But um, the one thing, and if you talk about carrying it over from the Florida game, one of the big reasons why Florida won that game is because they hit really tough shots, hit really tough three-pointers. Uh, late in the shot clock, off the dribble, contested. I mean, they, these guys were, uh, especially Appleby, were just really bringing it in there. Um, Ole Miss has dudes who can do that. Ole Miss has guys who can shoot off the bounce. They are guys that are – it's a pretty good three-point shooting team. They're third best in the league in three-point shooting right now. Um, I think Joyner changes things, so it kind of you know takes away from the loss that they have from Ruffin. But, um, yeah, it's one of those games where it's like Auburn 
It's got to find a way because some of those threes that Florida hit in the second half were kind of open, but some of them weren't. Um, A lot of them weren't. Um, Just find a way to slow them down from deep because they have the three-point ability and the weapons, the multiplicity of weapons from outside where they can – they can make you. They can make you hurt, and they can stay in a game um, from the way that they shoot. So Auburn's got to tighten up in that area. Um, offensively, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be really fine. Um, yeah, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to have a hard time matching up against uh, against what Auburn brings, and we saw that in the first matchup. Saturday, January fifteenth, Auburn won eighty to seventy one. Ole Miss had a six point lead at halftime. They and led by as many as fourteen. Yeah, fourteen early, and uh, Walker Kessler led the way for the Tigers. Twenty points, ten rebounds, they and that did. was Auburn's fourth or excuse me, thirteenth straight victory, a streak that ran all the way to nineteen. Yeah, they uh, they don't they don't have anybody who can really hang with Kessler, um, and few have somebody who can handle Jabari Smith um so I think yeah, you saw the depth and the and the the size of Auburn kind of pull away there in the in the second half it's gonna have to do that again key for Auburn is just, and you just got to find a way to start off quicker uh at home their offensive starts recently with the exception of a couple of games have been have been really really slow you can overcome that with really good defense but when you play quality teams and you're going to play a lot of them down the stretch you can't expect to be like the A&M game where it's like, oh, we'll just play awesome defense and it won't matter. It's hard to do that for 40 minutes night after night after night. So they, they, they've got to find a way to get off to quicker starts on offense. 7.30 start for the game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock airtime on FM Talk 93.9 and the Auburn Sports Network. We've got Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here with us inside the studio. Auburn football, a couple of uh, staff changes recently as uh, Burt Watts has left for the NFL. Uh, obviously, we knew about the defensive line change and that sort of thing, and an offensive coordinator has officially been appointed. And Eric Keesaw, catch us up to speed on on how you're feeling as you would assess this Auburn football offseason. Yeah, it, no, it, it, it really fits what I think the whole vibe of the program is right now, whereas it's a lot of internal belief. Kind of, uh, You see it from players, you see it from staff members, you see it from people on you know social media and from talking to folks. It's like they have a lot of internal belief that's, hey, it's us against the world, we're going to prove everybody wrong good you're going to need that like that's that's definitely the mentality you're going to have to have uh moving forward so i think these staff moves also kind of correlate with that in the fact that um you know brian harson after what auburn just went through it's gonna be harder to bring people into this but also we've seen harson stick with his guys and and um you know promote from within he obviously did it on defense him doing it on offense was really no surprise i don't think either and it's one of those things where I think ultimately it comes down to this. You can quarrel with whether or not this is going to work or if this is going to work at Auburn or work in the SEC. You know, that remains to be seen ultimately. And I know there's people that are very divided on this, and I'm, you know, I, I have to I have to call it down the middle because, you know, until it happens, you know, <laughs> that's my job. Um, but, but I will say this. The fact that Harson is sticking with his own guys, and there seems to be a lot of belief internally that hey, we've got the right plan. Give it time. There's you know, the players still here that have that keep the faith and all that. Um, these hires kind of correlate, I think, to that because if you're going to have a head coach, let him do what he wants to do and do it on his own terms, so that if it works, great. It's in the you're in the best case scenario if it works because you didn't meddle, you didn't do anything differently. If it doesn't work. Okay, then there's no question about it. Like it wasn't you didn't handcuff him, you didn't do anything like that, you didn't limit him in any way. So that's what I think the big thing is is there. So Keysaw and 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 Harson definitely guys who've seen eye to eye in the past on offense. Um, we'll be very interested to see what that last 
coach spot looks like, um, who they bring in as a wide receivers coach. It's going to be the big question for me. Um, but, you know, uh, they've proven when the, with these internal moves that um, they like the plan and they like what they've built. It's just going to need more time to keep going, and, and this is a big year too, so um, they're not going to reinvent the wheel here. They're going to they're gonna stick to what – Harts is going to stick to his guns, and I think that's kind of been his whole deal since he arrived, and I think it was his whole thing uh, during the saga uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, like I said, I think that's the I think that's the best way to go about it if you're a coach. Uh, you don't want to get to the end and feel like you have to be somebody that you're not, or hire people that you might not necessarily want to hire uh, to get the job done, just to you know pacify some people. Yeah, you know he's he's going to make it his program. That's kind of been my thing since Harson since this whole saga started. He he ought to be able to do what he wants to do, hire who he wants to hire, run the program he wants to run it, and keep him or fire him based on the results on the football field and that's what i think if it doesn't has. work it doesn't work exactly at which point pay the man his money and move on to someone else right right and if it works like i said if it works i mean then you're in a really good spot to keep it going yeah right it's absolutely you know you look at the very successful coaches and these very successful teams in college football there is no question that those guys are doing it the way they want to do it whether it's nick saban or kirby smart or davos winnie or uh, ryan day you know it's not these kind of like oh do we need to tailor it for this and that like now it's it's they're doing it on their own terms so be interesting to see if it works or not like i said people have their people have their opinions you can have what what you think but i also know that man if you try to predict anything that happens with auburn football you're crazy (laughs) so yeah and i mean i think with when you saw the last couple weeks transpire and a lot of people nationally are questioning Who's in charge of Auburn football? Mm-hmm. The last thing you do is change your plan to right. make it look right. like yeah. you know. Oh, I'm going to hire somebody from, I've never worked with. Yeah. From I, d- I definitely you know. need to have somebody with SEC experience. And look, it's different with like your position coaches. And then you know he brought in Jimmy Brumball and he brought in Christian Robinson, and those guys definitely have SEC experience. Brumball having Auburn experience, um, but with coordinators. Him sticking to guys that he's familiar with at the coordinator coordinator level, I think, makes a lot of sense um, because that's that's your big picture right there. And again, wide receiver coach, they're going to have to make it somebody. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see if they're bringing somebody in from the outside or if they find you know somebody else on the staff that they feel like can step up into that role. Either way, um, I would expect it to be somebody that fits this. Uh, I guess archetypes the best way to put it with with this staff and again I think that's your best case scenario if you're going to keep the keep the man in charge. Speaking of wide receiver coaches, how about uh, Cody Burns getting an NFL job going from yeah, Tennessee to that? the Saints? I was very that? surprised to see that, but yeah. awesome for like really that's awesome that you're uh, getting to make that jump. Get to coach Michael Thomas, that'll be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever that looks like going yeah, forward. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. <clears throat> They're gonna need. They might need Cody to play quarterback. Uh, it's uh. always fun this time of year as we get set for spring practice to ramp up, and the team is still going through uh, all of their workouts and and just try and find ways to come together. And I think we saw the Auburn football team play paintball mm-hmm. over the weekend. Did you guys watch that clip at all? I didn't. Was did. there anything significant? I didn't watch. Uh, Brian Harson in- came out decked out in like a bulletproof vest and camo painted his face. <laughs> The man that makes is, sense. The yeah. man is insane. The man is very intense, <laughs> and uh, I high level I competitor. It. Yeah, have, have you ever been paintballing? Before? I went it's once. It. It's not for me. It's uh, we did it in high school um, because we had nothing else to do. I've um, never been, but I want to experience it. I I've hear it hurts well. to get yeah. shot by well, a paintball. Yeah. I hear it's not oh, great. Oh, yeah. Feel good. 
But I, I want to no experience. What does that mean? I want to know what that feels like. How bad I'm does good. it hurt? Okay. Well, okay. No. Back up. It hurt. I hear it hurts. It I want to experience that. <laughs> yeah. That stings. It's a sting. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had like a rubber band pop against yeah. your skin? Yeah. It's that, but like a, a little harder, kind of worse. Yeah. yeah. Harder, a little more compressed. But I mean, just to, unless they don't break, at which point it feels like you got hit by a flying rock. I saw some yeah, clips. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That, uh, that if it doesn't break, it feels like you got, you got hit with a marble. Auburn yeah. football was out playing paintball. I mean, they they were into it. We had some. I mean, it looked like you were playing Call of Duty out there. And I'm like, let me play. Yeah. Like, let, let's get oh, out yeah. there. And JJ would be the most inaccurate shooter. <laughs> I, I see. <laughs> but, I just strongly disagree. But he would get hit so many times because he would be like, I'm gonna get you, <laughs> and then announce his presence. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you you don't know where I. Yeah. yeah. Nothing about you is quiet. Okay. <laughs> that, and that was always the only way, like, I ever was able to get anybody when we played. And we'd play, like, out in people's woods and stuff like that, just sneaking behind them. Because, like, you get in a firefight, like, I'm, not, I'm not, I am not, bi- I am not built for that. <laughs> He's like, he doesn't know where I am, man. <laughs> but sneaking up, sneaking up behind somebody and popping them in the back a few times is pretty fun. I always, you know, the laser tag adventures that we've had here at the office. Yeah. Uh, I've typically not inside of the office. I was about to say it would have been kind of tough to do it in the office. <laughs> Hold on, y'all have done laser tag before? Yes. We, yeah, not in the times. office. Not, <laughs> not in the office. Listen, we've this, had, we've this had this work would be outings. like a kind of a. It was sick. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And here you're saying in this yeah, building, I, there's a lot of places to hide. Yeah. I was on JJ's team. I think it did not go well. Are you serious? We did not do well. I don't, I don't remember the outcome. I just remember I was the loudest. We might have won a game. I was the but loudest. But we definitely did not win overall. Trevon, yeah, we were Trevon went with us and played. Yep. And yep, I, yep. he and Brooks were the top scorers. I remember that. I, uh-huh. I definitely can see that. And, Sharpshooter Brooks Childress. Yeah, I, I, that one stunned me. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. It's not stunning. I, like, not I wouldn't have said it, but I'm not no, stunned at all. I do not want to see Brooks dis- being a guy who's like big on technique. Like, no, he's just got a good, good steady <laughs> yeah. game. Like, like he's like, yeah, no, he's not. He's not necessarily like somebody like everybody else sitting in this room. He's not necessarily <laughs> the most athletic looking person <laughs> in the world. Like we all are. Exactly. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not pointing Brooks out specifically, but I could definitely see brooks being like a guy who's like really like laser focused and is like steady hand gonna rip you in half that's super accurate he's gonna love that but i will i will point him out okay i'm like no it shocked me i was like brooks you're not supposed to be this good and yet he was I, he yeah brooks was one trevon was two now another thing we did in high school that i think is is a good barry com- did have a good performance too as barry's listening and reminded it, us it's a that, good uh, combination of the two paintball and it's like a, it's like a good between gap for it is that uh nerf gun wars oh lord when we were in high school Ooh, buddy when we were in high school one summer um me and a few of our a few of our friends um got together and did one at, the, at our church um <laughs> don't know how sacrilegious that was um uh, but you know they let us do it um and we had dozens of people and dozens of guns and uh the only thing about nerf guns is like you got to have the bullets, right? You have to have the darts. We found out a way to make them, and we took like days where all we did was just make our home, like own. Home. We had, I mean, I'm not kidding, dude. Like we had like thousands of them of these, of these bullets, and like that just for hours, just I mean, just running around and, and popping. And so it's it's the combination of the close quarters that you can get and the internal, and like you can hide 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 and and, and you know dodge around in uh, the quick rooms and stuff like that, ducking in and out of laser tag. But it's also a lot more straightforward and violent than the, you know, kind of like the paint, kind of like the paintball violent. thing. Yeah. Oh, people were modding the, their uh, people were modding their guns out to like see, like yeah. maximize the speed. <laughs> and some of those because of the way you do it, the the way you make homemade Nerf darts. In case you ever want to know this, um, like foam tubing, right? 
you cut it into the right size, and then you put um, you put a BB basically at one end and hot glue hot glue it to kind of like make a cap on it, um, and that's just to give it weight and and make it as easy as that. Straighten them out, um, you know, uh, like with heat and all that. Super super easy. So you would mod the guns out and like crank it up as high as you can. And some of those like those air powered ones, like the super super strong ones, like. It's like just getting shot with a BB. <laughs> just like, like, uh, so we had we had we had people. Um, if you got if you got caught in the eye, you were in trouble. But uh, you know, it, if you took if you took one, you know, off the leg or something like that, bare skin, you were gonna feel it. Um, so yeah, combination not quite as dangerous as paintball, but you also get some of the. So, yeah, the good thing about the laser tag is you can get right up on folks. It's really hard to do that in paintball. Yeah. So <laughs> that's always my move in laser tag is just stare right in front of you and just go poo, 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 poo. so that everyone else can get you while you do that. Because yeah. like if you tried to do that in paintball, you'd get. I mean. I'd not, get, I don't you would get ripped that. in half. Yeah, I don't want to, but I do want to play. Have like have some nice bruises to show off. Right. That's like the most fun part of paintball is when you get done. You're like, hey man, check me out. Yeah, see I, the battle scars. I don't know if it was paintball a bigger deal like when I was in high school. I guess, or maybe it that was, was when I was. Yeah, it, for sure. Or maybe it was just because you know I grew up in a place where we didn't have anything else to do. So. Yeah, because uh, I, I wonder yeah. the details about this paintball trip. For all, did they like go to a paintball park? So we did. Like. Are there? We did. That's, that's what it looked like. Okay. The, the one time I went with my church, we you went have to like, like a it's not the one down uh, eighty five, is it? Off of near Montgomery, there's a paintball park down that I way. Think so. I think that's paintball. I think yeah, so. yeah. Okay, on well, the, it's on the other side of the interstate. Let, so north. I've been, I've been a couple times where it's like a place to go do it, but we also would do it where it was like, hi, we're at our, <laughs> we're at, we're at our, you know, my parents' house in, in the middle of nowhere, and like we have all these this acres is where of, we're land. Play. a lot of trees, a lot of trees around here. It, there was a clear one place we played. There was a cleared out like spot of land where like they just tore down a bunch of trees, and it was like a pit. And so there were a bunch of trees around it, and then it was a pit, and like people would get into the pit, and it would just be just chaos. Um, so yeah, you you could do that and really get yourself hurt, and there's no rules and and, and all that. Or you could like go and have like organized, you know, people referees and stuff like that, making sure that you know everybody everybody has like the same kind of guns and the same kind of standard. Um, that feels dangerous, man. Yeah. To be a referee of a paint, I mean, oh yeah. Friendly fire, yeah, man. You're, so, I mean, you're just you're in the crossfire for sure. It would just be like you know, hey, in basketball or foot, you know, if the ref gets hit, that's just a part of the floor. You yeah, know, I mean, home plate umpire, and, right? Yeah. I mean, you would ju- you just got to be in it. What were you going to say about paintball and Perry? Oh well, it, this, was in, uh, this was in Warner Robins where this paintball oh, Warner facility, Robins. facility was. Uh, Warner Robins is a little bit bigger than Perry. <laughs> um, they got a Buckies now. That's all. I, that's they all do I have a Buckies. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a big deal. That was like it should be man. That opened up like three months before you, I moved. I mean, I'm gonna like literally like camp out in front of the one here when it opens. <laughs> I've already made my it's, decision. I'm gonna try to be the first person in there. That's my <laughs> goal is to be the first one one to go in there. Here's the thing. We'll, we'll when continue is that this, supposed to happen? The end of the year. Okay. We'll we'll continue paintball discussions in a second. But like Bucky's, it's cool. It's very cool. Oh yeah. It's also just a giant gas station. It is. It is. But it's good food. Yep. They sell their own food, and it's it's really I've good for gas station there. food. But Brooks, it's still gas station. Hates food. it with a passion. Really. All right. So I'd, I take back every ni- I take back every nice thing I've said about Brooks. So. <laughs> I just I don't ever. I actually, think he, I actually think he should suck it. Uh, laser <laughs> I kind of I mean it with all due respect. I just kind of forget what he says. What Brooks <laughs> says? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, I hope he I, he wasn't <laughs> on this side of the office earlier. So I does really Brooks hope actually is. hate Bucky's, or are you just throwing Brooks under the bus? I don't know. He does not like Bucky's. That is the thing you'll do in the car ride from Montgomery today after the Smith Station game. We saw the the tell you the off break. Um, so no, I'm just confused at why somebody would hate it. So oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. We saw the sign with the beaver on there. Right. I don't forgot what it said. Uh, something clever, and he just goes, "I hate that beaver." <laughs> Maybe it's just the beaver. I guess. What's wrong with Bucky? <laughs> His name is Bucky, right? I don't know. Okay, will you no. tell me about Warner I, Robins paintball? So Warner Robins paintball. Yeah, it was just like this massive, like mile. What is it? One and a half square miles arena. There was oh, like nice. this massive uh, fort area that you could go in. There were was natural- it indoors? No, it was outdoors. Oh wow! It was outdoors, cool. and um, it, but yeah, they had to build up like this treehouse area. There was I guess a, mile and a half would some, make sense. Some tree, yes, that'd be a very big building, <laughs> large, large warehouse. Stupid question. <laughs> but, uh, but there was also like this giant hill that was like a natural rock. So you could just formation. snipe from the treehouse. You could, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could, or you could get run up on. You would also, yeah, you get run up on, or you'd get shot in the face through the little hole. Mm-hmm. Our our uh, youth intern uh, broke his ankle on that hill. Oh no, that was a good time. Always, always um, injuries. <laughs> yeah, not great. Paintball, very fun. Bucky's very fun. Well, we've run out of time here in the hour. Keith from Auburn hanging out with us. He's got some paintball thoughts, I'm sure, on the other side of this break. And uh, maybe a comment or two on Bucky's. Are you hanging out with us a little longer? I got to bail. You got to bail. I got to bail. Well, thank you for... Uh, look, I'll I, be back I'll be back next week. I can't wait for that. Yep. He's on Twitter, at JFergusonAU. Check out the Auburn Observer. It's a great community to be a part of. If Brent and I agree on something, it's a great thing. Yeah. And you should join the Auburn Observer I'm just, community. I'm just, I'm, just more, I'm just more happy that I have Brant's uh, seal of approval than yours, but <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Ferg, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. All right, that's Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer hanging out with us. You're listening to the Abbey Award-winning sports call. Two hours of the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started. I had a voice crack and things are going crazy and I'm sitting back down and commercial breaks are the absolute best. JJ Jackson hanging out with Brant Daughtry and Ryan LaVoy. Thanks again to Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer for stopping by. We have way too much fun for this to be our occupation. There's no such thing as too much fun. That's fair. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Amen. Say it again. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. All right, but five Whoa. times fast. No. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm good. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Auburn tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Three three four eight eight seven. Oh, if y'all think we're going to talk about sports at all during this hour, thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine. Just got a chance to catch up with Brooks Childress, who's very braggadocious about his paintball uh, skills or just laser tag that's what skills. Laser tag. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's ever played paintball. I don't know. Like no, no disrespect. I think he has. So no disrespect to Brooks. Ryan's going to go find out as he should. No, I'm going on company business. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Brooks. He just doesn't feel like the paintball guy. Well, you said he didn't feel like a laser tag guy either. Well, I've seen and, him play laser tag. Okay. I just it didn't feel like he would be great. Okay. Well, so obviously your feelings can't be trusted. True. Fair. There we go. Very fair. Thanks. Big thanks to Ferg. Yeah, by the way. Ferg stopping by. Uh, we got on this conversation because. Auburn football went and played la- uh, laser tag, went and played paintball over the weekend. And Brian Harson. I would rather have a football team that plays paintball than 100%. laser tag. Brian Even though I probably would prefer laser took tag. It very seriously. Yeah, he did. And uh, looked awesome, looked apart. I what have a have? message. Okay. Brooks says, and I quote, I'm dominant paintball. <laughs> <laughs> but he's never played before. See, see, yes, this, is, see this is great. He's like, oh, yeah. No. This is great because. Radio is not a visual medium. <laughs> there, there was, there was a visual message. There was something you did that made that much funnier. Can I be honest? Uh-huh. Was that because I've said this, <laughs> and I'm going to uh-huh. say this even louder for the people in back, in the back that possibly can't hear. All right, Ryan Lavoy. That name right there, Ryan Lavoy, is the funniest guy in the world. If people would just listen uh-huh. to him, I'm serious. <laughs> he makes me cry laughing from time. This guy uh-huh. is hilarious. The visual message that you just delivered, <laughs> did that actually come from Brooks? Yeah. Or as you were racing back, did nope. you think, I'll add this to it? No, that was just quoting. <laughs> quoting with audio and visuals. <laughs> just quotes. This is why we need cameras in here. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to take some phone calls? Sure. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Joining us here on the program. What else were we talking about before the end of Bucky's? Bucky's. 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 Never been before. Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into the program to say hello to us. Hi, Keith. Hey, guys. What's happening? Not a whole lot. How are you? Good to hear from you. Doing well. I've been to a couple of Bucky's and I always get me some beef jerky when I'm there. So. <laughs> that's that's the big one. There's also like the uh, what are beaver the, the nuggets? The beaver nuggets. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, are y'all still there? We're here. Yep, still here. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, I, I was driving home listening to the, you guys get on this uh, paintball thing, and uh, you know the the football team. You know, I can I can see uh, Harson showing up and uh, with with that bulletproof vest or whatever he had. He probably looked like the Terminator. Absolutely, you know absolutely, he did. Glasses on and yeah. So uh, yeah, that's you know maybe the next Terminator movie movie they ought to have uh, Brian Harson play that part. I think he'd do good at it. Yeah, I mean uh, he's a big guy too. Yeah, I mean absolutely. But you know, uh, get back to paintball. It, it, talking about playing i've never played paintball okay but i will say this i, I played around the golf with jj <laughs> and, and i could see jj jumping up to shoot somebody and somebody just nailing him dead center of the chest jj's always positive always encourager he would probably get hit in the chest and say good job great hit and clap or something because he's always the 
you know, happy-go-lucky and, and, and want to encourage everybody, even if it was... Wasn't on his team, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, something hey, like great shot. Something like I thought you I thought I was gonna get you, man, but you got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Hey, uh no anyway, yeah. You guys ever get up a paintball uh, game, let me know. I'll borrow a paint gun from somebody. Yeah, we are uh, gonna have to find some ourselves too, so we'll make it happen yeah. and make it a whole event. Yeah. That that could be dangerous. A bunch of us out there that hadn't ever played before. We'd right. be shooting everything but each other, but uh, but anyway, guys, uh, you know, I, I wanted to touch base on 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 Harson and, and football for just a minute. Okay. Uh, and um, now, if I'm not mistaken, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, his DC and his OC are both came from Boise with him, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. And, and you know, I guess here's the thing, and you know, that whole debacle that took place was. I, I I don't know what it was. Probably typical Auburn when it comes to boosters and that type of stuff. But, you know, I'm looking at a guy uh, as the head coach in Harson that, you know, they said, well, okay, it's your job. You know, we didn't find anything and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'll, co- I'll commend Harson because, you know, he, he's really behind the eight ball with this whole process now with that debacle but you know he he's a man that believes in what he wants to do and he says you know what I'm either going to go down in flames or I'm going to win but I'm going to do it with my guys and I like that I like that you know I I don't know about whoever the guy was that they hired as offense coordinator from Seattle for a week or two, but, you know, probably he really might have wanted to give that job to Keesaw. Um, they might have been some push not to, but now when all that's over, he probably said, you know what, I'm going with my my gut feeling, what I want to do, and it's my team, and this is how I'm going to run it. And I commend him for that, uh, and I think it'll pay dividends. I still think he's behind the eight ball a little bit because uh, – from a recruiting standpoint and then this stuff that, that, that took place with all that. But uh, if anybody can battle out of it, uh, you know, if he, if he shows up for a paintball, uh, uh, whatever, I don't know what you call a paintball game or match or whatever you call it. Right, whatever uh, it is. I don't know either. Like the, yeah, looking like the exterminator, then I, I think he was, I think he's going to be okay uh, with that. I feel and, the same and, way. And, and the second thing about that is um, – you know, if you want people, if you you don't surround yourself with good people and people that have Auburn's best interest, then here's my here's my take on that. It's a no-brainer. He ought to promote Deron Reed to, to uh, the receivers coach because that man loves Auburn football. Yes, he, he loves does. Auburn. And I I don't care who he he gets. No one will outwork. Ravon if he had that job. 100%. Bottom line. And, and, and I believe that. Um, you know, Travon knows the game. He loves Auburn, and, and that's the guy. Uh, and I'm sure Brian Harson's listening. Don't y'all think that guy? Oh, of course. Probably, we know he is. Every, every day. Shout out to you, Coach Harson. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, maybe he'll call in one day, you know, and just, just kind of give his opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, all jokes aside. But, yeah, anyway, um, 
I, I just wanted to give my uh, two cents on that. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed the the battle or the heavyweight round between uh, Anthony and you guys. Uh, I always look forward to hearing Anthony call in. I always look forward to hearing uh, Steve Ward M. Eagle. Or whatever I, I, you know, I don't know what his name is. I, I just know him as Steve. So, uh, <laughs> but you know, he, he uh, <laughs> he's got too much time on his hands now that he's retired. So, uh, uh, he he uh, reads too much, uh, right? In stuff, and you know, Auburn basketball fine. And uh, you know, I, I I said this a while back. The Auburn guards. They remind KD. What what's KD? Uh, Johnson, Johnson, and Wendell Green. They remind me of a little bit of uh, Westbrook that plays with the Lakers. They can be great and be an All American, or they can flat out shoot you out of a basketball game, or, or whatever the case may be. Now, most of the time, they've been great. And, and that's you, you got to have good guard play when you get into the NCAA tournament, and and I'm sure they'll be fine on that. One thing that I have a uh, a question about, and I, I don't get Bruce Pearl's thinking on this when he says other guys have got to step up other than Jabari Smith. Jabari's had some games where he didn't play well, right? So other guys did step up. Are they? they they wouldn't have won those games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, my take on the Florida game, you know, on any given night, anybody can beat anybody, especially if they're playing at home, you know. But the the thing about that is he scored 28. He had 28 points in that game. So why are you going to ask somebody that hadn't played well to go out there and win the basketball game for you on on the last – play of the game. I, I set up a play that gets the ball in the hand of the guy that got us to where we're at right now, which would have been Jabari with his 28 points. I said, okay, either you win it for us or you don't. And, you know, that's, that's just my opinion on that. And, you know, he's a top three draft pick. I still think he's the best player in college basketball. He's got all the tools to be sensational in the NBA. You know, you watch him play the game and shoot the ball, you wouldn't think he was six foot ten, you know? That's true. You, you look at the seven foot eight guy out there at Purdue, and all he can do is get down the floor without falling down. Right. And, you know, they have to hold up. Purdue has to hold their basketball to let him get back down the court. That's right. He's that slow. Uh, you know, and I'd love to see that matchup. I swear I would because, you know what I'd do? I'd throw the ball in the Walker Castle and just let him carry it coast to coast with it because that guy ain't going to catch him. Sure you thing. Know what I'm saying? Sure thing. But anyway, guys, I, I just wanted to, to comment on that. And absolutely, man. Like I said, I've never played paintball before, uh, but I'd give it a shot one time just to see what it's all about and see how much it hurts and that. And if it hurts a whole lot after the first hit, I probably won't play anymore. Yeah, I'll exactly. Be, I'll, I, you know, I'll be a, a poor sportsmanship, so I quit. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much. Absolutely. For, Enjoy the rest of your call. Tuesday, Keith.
I'm going to, and y'all do the same, my friend. All right. That's our buddy Keith from Auburn joining us there on the program. If John from Prattville wants to call back in and say hello to us, we'd be honored to chat with John right now. we got to set up a paintball game for everyone to be involved. I think that could be a whole lot of fun. I'm too old for that, man. Uh, do also want to let people know, man, we would love for – our good friend Trevon Reed to get the opportunity as a wide receivers coach. Today, Auburn football has announced a promotion for Trevon Reed, now the director of football and recruiting relations. The big reason why Auburn's recruiting class has been so great, Trevon Reed putting some awesome work in there for the Tigers, gets his promotion, would love to see him get an on-the-field coaching position and know that that will be happening sometime soon. A commercial break. We're back with more Sports Call right after this. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. This is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson with Brent Daughtry and Ryan LaVoy from Insider Studios. Fun show so far. Boy, oh boy, are we loving everything that's been taking place here inside our studio and on this show. Going to be a fun podcast for people to go back and listen to. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Call AU. And I don't know about you, Brent Daughtry, hmm. but I believe that yes. people should leave us a five-star rating and review on the podcast. Oh, you don't even have to ask, man. That is 100% they should. They should for, for a couple of reasons. One, it's very easy to do. It takes about 20 seconds, maybe even less if you're quick, if you know where all the buttons are. If you're like me and you've used your phone so much that you can type it, type on it without looking at the screen, uh, which I realized that's when I kind of had a problem. But it's super easy to do doesn't take that long and it helps us out tremendously so please do if you're listening to us on the podcast feed right now you can do that uh i know spotify allows you to give a five-star rating now so please do that uh apple reviews leave a five-star rating and leave a written review because if you don't leave a written review your five stars don't count anyway. yeah the algorithm's goofy if it's the not algorithm that way. is goofy here That's we are talking word. about algorithms on a uh, sports talk show but it's important math guys so make sure we are math guys gosh he's got the business degree you look like a math teacher today. Uh, my dad was a math teacher. Your dad do was I a math teacher. Do I look like a math teacher today? I don't no, think I do. No, not really. I just wanted I think to say I look like a youth, uh, and, uh, a worship pastor uh, very today. Very much so. Uh, and, you know, my middle name is Math from time to time. Two plus two, baby. That's what I say. Do you oh. think Do you think that's Ken Palm? <laughs> one, one day someone figured out that two plus two is four, and now we have Ken Palm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Podcasts available. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tune in on our app. You can also listen and leave a five-star review on the Tiger Communications app. That'd be very helpful. And, of course, Sports Call can be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap Skills and Games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap Enable to Use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, Hey, Alexa, play Sports Call.
Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. All right, as we continue to move forward with our show today here on this Tuesday, again, Auburn basketball takes on Ole Miss tomorrow. Coverage starts at 7 o'clock on the Auburn Sports Network and on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. It's the time in the week where we must celebrate the players of the week in the Sports Call world. Sports Call's Player of the Week. Steph Curry is Sports Call's Player of the Week. The Warriors sharpshooter showed off during the NBA's All-Star Weekend, hitting an absurd 16 three-pointers, which would be the most in any game in NBA history, and smashed the prior All-Star Game record of nine. That performance netted him 50 points, making him the MVP of the All-Star Game. Steph Curry is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Incredible. Um, Sports Call's Player of the Week is one Steph Curry, 50 points, 16 threes. That means 48 of the 50 points came from three-pointers. Hashtag math guys. Uh, He was sensational in the All-Star game. And, uh, yeah, a whole lot of fun to watch. Well-deserving of the award. Well, and, you know, it was a perfect All-Star game for being in Cleveland because, of course, Steph, better known because he grew up in Charlotte. And obviously, he's in play for the Warriors his whole professional career. But he was born in Akron, same hospital as LeBron. And so, for the Cleveland All Star game to have him win the MVP and then LeBron hit the game finishing shot worked out quite well. And and the thing about Steph's 16 threes is set on there that would be a record for any game. The All Star record was actually only 12. Um, so, he blew past that. And some of the threes that he hit, what was so incredible about it is. They were like 35, 36-footers in a row, and one of them from the logo, he turned when he released it, (laughs) and Giannis just looked at him. Once again, visuals, unfortunately, on radio are lacking, but he looked at him like, did you just just know that was going in? Giannis like, I don't know my free throws going in. (laughs) And Steph, 35, 37-footer from the logo, walking it back uh, like that, so... Like, of all the great hot Steph performances, at one point, I think he was 15 of 21 from three. So he missed, like, his last four or five in there. Obviously finished with 16. He got one in the fourth and missed his last four or five. But at one point, 15 of 21. I mean, I I get he can do it in warm-ups, but it is very, very hard to shoot 70% from three. Very amazing performance from Steph Curry in the All-Star game. He's the best. He's the best. Very impressive. Greatest shooter of all time. Yes. We've seen that happen. It was in a freaking All-Star game. It wasn't an All-Star game. It was in a freaking All-Star game. It wasn't an All-Star game. I I saw a clip. I didn't watch the All-Star game. I'll I'll be up front about that. I didn't either. I I was traveling back. I saw a clip on ESPN where literally Team LeBron passes the ball around the horn and the entire Team Durant defense is sitting around the paint, not moving. Yeah. They're all on the perimeter, and none of the defenders go out to cover them. It does happen frequently early in All-Star games. The format, as we talked about on yesterday's show, it's way better this year than it has been right. oh, yeah. in years past. Yes. Like, this format is unbelievable. I can't... The visual medium again, uh-huh. I was just greeted with one of those. Oh. I, I, so it's got to be a Brooks thing. It's got to be a Brooks thing. I'm anti-Brooks from here on out. Absolutely just anti him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm distracted. He's not now. your player of the At week. At this point, he's not my player of the week. SUNY Lee That's was my sure. player of the week. SUNY was great. SEC gymnast of the week as well. And, Maybe I'm uh, biased, but in, in due time, I am sure 
that she will earn some Sports Call Player of the Week honors. But yeah, what a wonderful. She can't do any more than she did. Was uh, for Suni Lee. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> the, by, the, by the rules of her sport, there's only so much you can do. Right. And she did everything she, she could do. She was sensational. There is there's no doubt about that. I love that. Steph. I'm a big Steph fan. Steph but. is the man. So, uh, yeah. Thank you uh, for listening to us go through our player of the week here on Sports Call today. I'm sorry. It was just, it, I was distracted. The visual medium <laughs> that took place. I, I completely lost ability to function, Ryan. I could tell. I need a camera in here. And no one knows, you know, the events that transpire or anything like that. There was like so that. much that just and went on in the last 45 seconds. Right. That I was just, I didn't know where I was. I really did not know where I was. <laughs> Let's take a commercial break. We'll be back with more of Auburn's first Auburn's favorite sports talk show right after this. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. Welcome back into the program. I was talking about the Jonas Brothers the other day with you? somebody. Were yeah, you? I don't remember. I think I was on the softball road trip. I mean, it had to. You're gonna have to take your word day. for it. Yeah. And it was a really thoughtful and intelligent conversation about them. So much so I don't remember what it was. So yeah. that's great. You know, you don't remember the good thoughts, only the. I think we were talking about. We were definitely talking about like. Boy bands, I want to say. What were your dark thoughts on the road trip? <laughs> and uh, you want to have a therapy session on I, live? I air might right need now? to. I might need to. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm at at this point in life. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So look, we've got a plenty of. Uh, I'm go for it. We're talking I, about boy bands. Yeah. <laughs> we got plenty of boy bands out there. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Any boy bands from the from Auburn University, Muscadine Bloodline? Sure, I don't. They're, I, they're I, a country band that we're here, that used to be here. They're right, like semi-famous. Hey, can I ask you a question though? No. So oh, I'm going to. All right. Earlier, I came back in from lunch. Yeah. I'm I'm going to put supplies, beverages, yes, into the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. You hollered over at me, JJ. Who sings this? Yes. I said three doors down. Correct. You said no. That was correct. And then that ended the conversation. Well, I said no, and you didn't respond back. Because I kept walking to Correct. the refrigerator. You didn't text back. I wasn't going to chase after you. Right, I understand. <laughs> Who sang that song? Uh, it was Famous Last Words by My Chemical Romance. It was an MCR song. Like, of course I know it. <laughs> of course I know it. 
if I'm if know. I'm asking you, it's exactly. one of like six bands. Exactly, exactly. It's like when Christian Page asks me, it's either Queen or Fleetwood Mac. Yep. I know I've got a both very and, good bands, very different bands. Most of the time. I, I always forget that. Like, I know that's the rule. And then most of the time when he asks me, I guess someone that's not one of those two. So when it's you, I need to know that it's likely. Um, MCR, Paramore. Um, I don't know. My mom has texted saying, can I call in and stress that your middle name is not math? <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me look at my... <laughs> oh, Mayday Parade. We don't, I don't think we play any Mayday Parade on this station, but we should. They're really good. Uh, good Charlotte, Fall Out Boy, MCR, um, Blink-182. I know, Ryan, you like Blink-182, yep. don't you? Yep. Um, I like Blink-182. Paramore. I like Paramore. Um, I don't know their songs, but I like them. Boys How like girls. can you know if you like... No, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, time out. But no, time no, out. no, you time out. Name me, <laughs> no. name me a Paramore song. See, I can't do that. All right. But I know that I know some of their songs. You've heard... Right. Because you know the lead... Do you know the lead singer's name? Because you've heard her Justin. other people's songs. What? What? Her, her <laughs> name a is female, Justin? A female. Did you say, do you know her name? Or did you Yes. Say, I said, do you know her name? I thought you said, do you know the lead singer's name? Whatever. Do you know Whatever. her name, the lead singer? But if you said the lead singer's name, you wouldn't have given me a gender help. Well, okay, Deal. but obviously you don't know who it is if you need gender help. <laughs> that's that's a good point. Wait, so, is it is it like Haley Steinfeld? Well, we got Steinfeld. a name right. We got the first name right. It's Haley and Williams? Haley Steinfeld does Haley sing, Williams, but, yes. Yep, there you go. Did yes. Haley Williams do a song with B.O.B. Yes. one time? Yes. yes. Was that Airplanes? Airplanes yes. yes. Yep. Can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting that's her. stars? That's her. Very yep. different song from most of Paramore stuff. Well, so what is a Paramore song that I know? Uh, Still Into You oh, is the oh, most famous song. Oh. Drop the hand in Ain't there. Ain't it fun? Yes. Yep. That's Paramore. Living in the real world. And Same look at that. No one here. is now listening anymore. <laughs> uh, Misery Business is another really good one. Um, what's the one that I've been listening to is a lot? Is that a band or a song? That, that that's is the, a, song the song by Paramore. Uh, that's yeah. what you get is the one I've been listening to a but lot But it's lately. like Maroon 5. No. No. Yes, no. in that. Paramore? Okay. No. Yeah, Paramore is like Maroon 5. Okay. In that Maroon Five is really only Adam Levine, no. and that Paramore and that's, that's is really true only. Either, Listen, by the here's way. the thing. Here's the thing. I can't tell you the name of the people in Paramore, but every time they take a picture together, it's not just Haley Williams. It's Haley Williams and like three other yep. guys. I can confirm, and also Maroon Five is not just Adam Levine. I, awesome. I, I know that there are people. Way. I know that there are people they're in the band. They're just noise to me. <laughs> they one hundred percent. That's Ryan. They're literally okay. just people. To me, they're just people. What is the lead singer then? When you hear a song, Haley Williams is not a person. When you hear a song, you hear their voice. You hear the instruments as well. Okay, there's literally six people in Maroon Five. That's a lot. (laughs) I didn't know that. They should have five. Okay, that I agree with. Yeah, should probably should we change the name to Maroon Six? Adam Levine doesn't count. Maybe they had five when they were. Maybe it's like Adam Levine and Maroon Five. No, but it could be. It's Maroon Five. But it could they, be. You never just been, don't like bands. It's not like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Frankie you Valli. You can't and the accept Four that people make like not just <laughs> the words it. matter. I, how did I go from Tom Petty to Frankie Valli? All so right, interesting. <laughs> what about Blink One Eighty Two? Yep. Yeah, I don't three know anybody people. in Blink One Eighty Two. I know all three because Tom DeLonge voiced my favorite band for a long time. That's what Angels it is. and Airwaves. I knew him. I knew Tom uh, DeLonge. Mark Hoppus, who is kind of the the deeper singer that you hear, and Travis Barker, the drummer, who pretty well known for having 7,000 tattoos and uh, dating famous people. He's in Blink-182? Travis Barker, yes, sir. Wow. Oh, yeah. The what is their song? 
All of them. I'm just kidding. Uh, All the small I, things. I miss, I miss You is kind of the meme song of theirs. I miss You is very popular. Is that like, yeah. I miss you, I miss you? No. no I mean, not at they all. say the words, but um, not in that they way. They have a song called Damn It that's pretty popular. Um, all the small things. All the what's small my, things. That, what's yeah, my age again? Yes, yes those are two are the How they popular. real two yeah. of their biggest ones. I miss you was off that album. Um, so and then they you. got back together, did a couple albums there recently. That, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yep. that's why it's the meme song because he says it in a really really funny voice. Mm-hmm. That is just his natural voice. It just sounds yep. very funny on that song. Gotcha. It's still a good song though. So. That is Blink-182. It's such Very a good song. Very popular around the turn of the century. This is My Chemical Romance that we're playing right now. Oh, no. This this is I Miss You. <laughs> I thought this was a bumper. I don't have my headphones on. I just heard the drums. The drums are kind of similar. Are you playing a song? On the <laughs> yeah, 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 he is. He's playing I Miss You by Blink-182. I mean, I like this song, but again, if anyone was still listening right now, they surely are not by now. Do you think Coach Harson is a Blink-182 fan? <laughs> oh, that's incredible, Brant. That's awesome. Um, can I take people... He's listening to Eminem at lunch, by the way. That's Hoppus singing, by the way. That, that is? Was, that okay, he does have a little bit of a deeper voice. Yeah. I can, I can confirm that. Tom Where are you? Yeah, that's Tom Nalong, and he has a more punky voice it, yeah. uh, punky is a good way to describe it's the it. punk the punk rock sound yeah yep. you've got to talk so, more ryan he, like i just what, I, I, I agree with you i, can, when you I can't say talk all the time and it's just you're awesome man well thank you uh but yeah delong is a little more rhythmic with angels and airwaves which he created once he broke up from blink 182 and that's my favorite alternative band but yeah um i like blink 182 a lot too okay so i like them too but I don't know. You can name, name name me one song. I can't though. Is the thing we, we have just told you like seven. Yeah. I mean, like I'm looking at the screen right now. Okay, and okay. I pulled some up. You know, there are 19. In There's the a really here. dark one, and I'm forgetting the eight. Bored uh, to death. No. Damn it. Uh, no. Down. He's gonna. Down's good, but filling this. Damn it is a great song. Fillin not now. Big song. No. What's my age Man overboard. Also great. No. Josie. No. I really oh, wish. Adam's song. Adam's song. Oh, Adam's song. Adam's song is very dark. After midnight. I just said it's Adam's song. First date? Adam's song. First, first date is like such a like sophomore in high school yep. song. Yep. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. Um what is it? Oh, it's like Sadie Hawkins dance by um, Wasn't it best Reliant to be a, wasn't it awesome to be a sophomore in high school? No. I had a quality no. year that year. <laughs> no, my, my, my best freshman year, in high year school, was not good. My freshman year was not great. Uh my sophomore year was okay. My best year was my junior year. Because I, agree. I I tried like a ton of stuff as a junior and I yeah. got burnt out as a senior. How, what does that happen? How do we fix that? I don't know because I was old. I was tired of living with my parents, even though I did it for four more years. And <laughs> <laughs> I was just tired of going to the same school every day. My yeah. relationships were what made junior year good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, if you get good people around you, I mean, I things are popping. I think it was just trying new stuff. I tr- I tried a lot of new stuff. I went out of the country yeah. for the first time as a junior. Oh. Um, I was going to say, yeah, try drugs. Um, <laughs> I wrestled my junior year. Um, I continued playing For real? Football. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was a 195-pound wrestler. We learned something new about you every day. Yeah, I thought I thought you knew that. No, I really didn't. Did no, you it know was, that? I didn't know that. It was the only I year that. I wrestled. I ended up be, getting varsity like uh, halfway through the season. 
Um, you talk a lot about being a center, but I have not. Yeah, yeah, I, wrestling part because I played football for four years. I wrestled for one. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I wish I had done it sooner because it, it did definitely make me a better football player. With all due respect, yes. Oh no, so, Grant, get ready. To <laughs> I am no longer one hundred and ninety-five pounds. If like. that's your question, <laughs> I, I uh, could could not wrestle one ninety-five today. <laughs> With all due respect, all right, who do right, you talk to, to most room. here? Um, on the show or off? Off. Off the show? Mm, probably Brooks. Honestly. You think so? I think yep. it, I think it's probably Brooks. Non Bucky's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, that was I think a... it's probably Brooks because Brooks because... and I have very similar senses of humor. Sure. I think. That's probably fair. Yeah. But the thing is, I worry. Yeah, I, you do. I worry when I'm not around. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't here for several days last week. This is legitimate. Four of the five. That. I worry here six when I'm not in the office, people don't talk to one another. We, we talk to each other. Uh, and I just want to make Usually sure that Usually, it's not as loud or out there as all the time. Yeah, you have to crank up. When we go do the podcast, we have to crank up the sound a little bit more than we usually do when you're on the show. <laughs> That's awesome. But you talk to Brooks the most, you think? I think so. Does Javon talk when I'm not around? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You just got to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like you can say, Javon, how are you doing? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's, yeah. He radio, talk. Radio maybe he doesn't initiate. Medium. Maybe he doesn't initiate as many conversations. But I mean, if you're going to talk to him, he will definitely talk to you. Well, yeah, Sports, I mean, so, anything. So how would we? How would we power rank the people in terms of who initiates the most conversations? You're one. Yeah, I don't know why we need to do this exercise, but just so you can be first in something, yes, you are. You, <laughs> you initiate you, the most conversations. You start the most. But because I feel the like rest I of do us that. will be having productive days, sitting quietly at our desks, working, doing the things we get paid to do, and you'll come in there and just be like, "Have you guys ever noticed like how good looking Megan Fox is?" Yeah. And that just totally pulled that out of the air. You I haven't. Mean, you haven't. We have not talked about Megan Fox one time, right? In the six months yep. that I've been working here, right? But. Something I, of that vein. I'm yeah. going to need to make that thought tomorrow, then. Uh, sure. Just to create a conversation. Sure. Change up the female, though. Go Jessica Biel or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Madison Beer. Yeah. I like that one. These are all good-looking <laughs> women. I one. like that one. <laughs> that one, That one dude, there. Come on. The one I like. <laughs> See, you guys made it worse. Uh, my, my, my comment was You fine. called her and that one. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Well, as this one Some... sends it to break. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What's the outro music? Uh, there, actually, we're almost out of time today. Oh, are we? Yeah, we are. Okay. So shall we do a nightly TV guide? Please. Go Our for that show one. is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's <laughs> nightly TV guide. Did he just call me that one? Is that what I, just I, happened? I don't know, man. I think he said I go for know. it, that one. I sure did. Okay, perfect. Um, All right. Coming up tonight, our nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. College basketball. I got three games for you at six. Michigan State at number 25, Iowa. Number 18, Arkansas at Florida. Iowa and Michigan State on ESPN. Arkansas and Florida on ESPN2. Georgia at Texas A&M at 6 p.m. on ESPNU. 7 o'clock Central, FS1. You could find number 8, Villanova at number 21, UConn. And then at 7 o'clock on FX. How about a movie for you? Thor, The Dark World. Yeah, that's the worst Marvel movie. It is. Whoa. It's not that I don't great. know. I'm, just, it is. It is. Most people seem to, when they like rank more Marvel movies, it is usually Thor, The Dark World is the last. So pessimistic about Love and Thunder then? Not at all, because Ragnarok freaking banged. 
Ragnarok was amazing. <laughs> there you go. Time for uh, my streaming pick for the evening. I want to give some Ooh. love to uh, Love is Blind. Oh, Five Jesus. more episodes came out while I was away. And Gosh, why did I, I not haven't see that coming? For the split second, I was like, yet. oh, I wonder what he's going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the show he's obsessed with that he stayed up until God knows when watching. About to do it again tonight, oh, brother. Oh, five more episodes out? Five more episodes out. I did watch one last night before Maybe I should sleep. not like hang out with you tonight <laughs> yeah. and so you can get that out of the way and sleep at reasonable hours. Oh, man, that's perfect. Brant? Yo. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Streaming pick Peacemaker on HBO Max. When do we see you again? Uh, Thursday, I think. Thursday. When do we see you again? Uh, in the office tomorrow. Right. And you come on tomorrow? On the show, not the rest I, of the week. I will be at work tomorrow, yes. That's right. Barring we'll see you next happening. week on the show. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll just roam around. And what, what if I pop in and say a few words? Feel free to do hey, that. Hey, here I am. It's not next <laughs> week. Just like, just like, hey, showed up today. All right. Oh, thanks for Justin Ferguson for stopping by. For Ryan LaVoy and Brant Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.